What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So, Curtis, how long have you been banging on the bongos like a chimpanzee? Uh, since at least 1980-something when that song came out. Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. <laughs> we have guests. We have our first guests. Our first guests. At our new... Ever. No, in the new uh, the new studio space. The, the we're, we're thinking of calling it the Upper Decker, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Upper Decker. <laughs> We have sound, half of a sound hole is Curtis. We just asked him the uh, banging on the bongos the one, question. The, the banging on the bongos half of, yeah. of <laughs> sound hole is Curtis Larson. Long time listener, first time guest. I, I prefer show, to yeah. say that I bang my box. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I bet you do. But you're still going to get bongos. Sorry, bud. Right, fair enough. And Mr. Jeremy uh, Foss is here. Pronto. Also, of course. Thank you very much, guys, for, for coming on the show. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. On the sheets when you were kids, like fucking Ooh. everything, anything that you needed to do, yeah. Uh, that time. was socks. But the reason they're here, we'll just get this part <laughs> out of the way just a little bit, is because they are performing at uh, the Cellar Door, which is now newly acquired by uh, Jeremy and Crystal Foss. Cellar uh, Door downtown. When is the date? Just July sixteenth, which is a week. Right? From, yeah, yeah, July sixteenth. Whatever, Friday the sixteenth. Yes, Friday right? the sixteenth. You people are gonna. You people are going to hear this the Wednesday prior. So in two days, make sure you're at the cellar door, downtown Kingman Beale Street, for a 17? What's the address? Um, 414. 414 Beale 414 Street. 414 Beale. Yeah. Again, make, the former yeah, cellar door, formerly owned by Diana. Same place and, it's always been. Yeah, there Same it place. is. Same yeah. place. Make sure you're partaking in drinks, because um, as per usual, I sound better when you're drunk. Better beers, better wines, and... Um, you guys well, sound great regardless if I'm drinking or not. That's all I got to say. I mean, it's better when I'm drinking. Oh, is it yeah. just playing? Yeah, like, mostly yeah. because I feel like I'm part of the band because I'm like shouting shit at Jeremy usually. And I Curtis is like, or like, <laughs> good. <laughs> that that first time you guys played, or that I, I don't know if it was the first time you guys played, it was the first time I heard uh, anybody cover um, Dead Man's Party. Mm. I mm -hmm. fucking lost my mind, and I'm pretty sure I annoyed the shit out of your girlfriend, Curtis. Because she's like, who's this fucking guy? Like, ah, 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 ah. like well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, the first time that Kurt and I ever played is, uh, I think Fish was gonna play, and he suddenly moved away. Right. And Kurt hit me up, and he's like, oh, "We can do this thing." And I was like, "That's cool." Uh, and he's like, "What's the set list?" And I was like, "Just show up. We're gonna play some stuff." <laughs> and he showed up. I literally told him nothing. He sat down. I strummed the percussion part on my strings, and he would jump in. We played for three and a half hours that way, and since then we've been playing. Was this at Blackbridge like, or uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blackbridge for right. sure? Yeah. Inside, like not on the big stage. Oh, yeah. is that when right you you door. saw them? They were talking I, about. I, was that that? I don't time know. That was that time. Okay. No. In, in fact, what happened was um, I I w was going to some friends, and they're like, "Oh, Jeremy Foss is playing at the at the at the cellar door," um, and and we were going to go watch him, and I was like, "Okay." And so he had somebody drumming with him. And then I said, hey, uh, I, I have a cajon. Um, I, I'd like to come just jam with you. And he was like, and he was pretty, <laughs> he had been uh, partaking in some wine that evening because he was like, hey, I'm playing tomorrow across sure. the street. <laughs> yep. And the guy that was going to play with me canceled. So just come hang out. So I was tech, like, I'm, I'm a super nervous Nelly. Um, I, I still get stage fright big time. So uh, 
I was texting him like the whole day, like, what's the set list, dude? Like, can you just send me, send me something, just send me something to listen to. Cause I will learn, I can learn stuff by listening to it. And I'm pretty good that way sometimes. But, uh, and he's like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to play some things, things some and stuff. stuff. I think it was, yep. Things. Oh and my God. And things and stuff. I show up and I am like, like swamp ass. I am so nervous about this. <laughs> Because one, I've 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 only heard of how good of a musician he is. I've seen him play oh a couple God. of times, and I'm just like, okay, this this is just bullshit. Like he's, I, I'm setting up, I'm being set up to fail, and I'm like, this sucks. But like two minutes, two like it's a conspiracy. Like it's a conspiracy song. to make him. Well, and Foss yeah. comes <laughs> off as, yeah. I'm just letting you know this. It, when I first met you, I'm like, this guy was football star in high school, mm. super fucking popular, <laughs> Letterman jacket kind of reminds me of bullies like he looks like bullies of mine and i'm like this guy's probably a dick he's well, probably a dick zero and, for four i taught I, <laughs> and, you and get then it. i i got to know him i talked to him for about five minutes i'm like this guy's like one of the raddest motherfuckers i've ever met in my entire life and i had him get, completely wrong i felt like such a piece of shit so i can understand on top of that you're thinking about i play beethoven on the guitar like i've literally watched him shred like classical <laughs> guitar right and i'm like you're you're this is nonsense like this is absolute craziness and i i don't even know what i'm doing here brief uh, brief story little side note so i had uh still in this house back in, in marietta georgia and it's across a main drag and across from me diagonally is a is a storage facility and these dudes were over there practicing band every friday night it seemed and i kind of enjoyed it because they were pretty decent that's why they were in the middle because people are complaining and I heard this dude playing on a guitar, electric guitar, just kind of warming up or something. And it was interesting enough for me to want to go talk to him. So I f- f- went over there and said, hey, man, I got a – oh, my gosh, are you – or sorry for loud. I said, no, I just have a house across the way. And I was like, what are you playing? I'm just – what are you playing? And he had – it was Mozart sheet music. Yes. He was fucking playing. And I went, that's fucking cool. And that band was I don't, the Black Crows. Which <laughs> – Let's get, let's which apparently lived next door to me. I don't me. know that Foss knows that joke. Like fucking Curtis listens because he knows yeah. he's heard about it ad nauseum. Do you know? Uh, like Paul was like, I think the Black Crows are from. Well, we were talking Georgia about the Black Crows that they were from Georgia, and then and then Joe I looked, looked them up. up where they were actually from. And they're from Marietta, from like, my hometown, from fuck, his hometown, and like. <laughs> That's, well, that's oh like, yeah, I used to mow their lawn. I guess I forgot to tell you. I don't know. I just whatever. So that's like I beat those. up that kid in high school. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I grew up. I grew up in Riverside, so, and oh. um, and right up the street from me. Um, and Frank wasn't around at the time, but Jorge and Eddie from the Voodoo Glow Skulls used to come over to my garage, and uh, my brothers would play like we're playing like Iron Maiden and stuff like that. This is back kind of in the in the like let's call it butt rock days, you know, and they would come over and listen and. Um, and Jerry, their their first drummer, <clears throat> would come around and uh, stuff like that. They lived like right up the street from me. And I remember my brother's coming, like my one brother coming to me later on in the 90s. And he's like, I, and he's showing me this Rolling Stone magazine. He goes, I can't believe these, these guys got signed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, these guys used to hang out in our garage. This is Jorge and Eddie from up the street. And I was like, holy crap. You know, I remember those guys because they used to come over. And like my mom was the like cool mom in the neighborhood. Like you guys come over and drink as long as you guys like hang out. So I'd wake up like some Saturday mornings and all my brother's friends were like just strewn throughout the place and stuff like that. So, and I mean, they always had music equipment there and and all that stuff. So obviously musicians and alcohol go together, like, I don't know, cookies and and milk, but, but yeah, that, so like growing up next to like musicians and stuff was always like super cool. And, and yeah, I've, Oh my God. So side note, Frank Casillas, super cool guy. Um, He is opening a skate shop. 
King Minute. Oh Minnesota. yeah, that's and right. right nice. Next door to Sirens. Cool. The so old head cool. shop. Yeah. And he, yep. I like how he cool. says cool. first totally order. forgot about that. That's badass. First yeah. order of business. Scrub out those teddy bears. For those of you <laughs> yep. like yep. long-term <laughs> listeners, you know, Frank has been on the podcast before. Yeah. Like, and he's a friend of the podcast. Um, we're going to have him on again. I already reached out to him to okay. promote skate promote shop and just come awesome. and hang out and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. Was he happy about that? Uh, was he okay? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And I, I told us, I love the your that your his post on Facebook was first order of business. Is to uh, scrub is to scrub out the <laughs> the Jerry Bears who were done poorly on the sidewalk in front of the oh. the Grateful Dead Bears that are on the I, sidewalk. I enjoy the I enjoy the comment though that someone said, "No man, you got to put them on. You got to draw in skate skateboards underneath skateboards them or underneath right. them." Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I was super happy to hear that. We haven't had a skate shop in this town since so when I was in high school, and I'm from here and I'm really old. Um, what year did you graduate, Jeremy? Sixty uh, two. And um, wow, so, I, did, I had no idea. You look great. You're older than me. That's class, awesome. Class of '62. Did you guys Damn. party at Blackbridge back then with like Obviously, moonshine and shit, or not so much? But Dave Staley had a shop called the Shred Shop, and that's where I bought my first skateboard. Where Lance was that Mountain. located? Where? Oh my god, it was right downtown, uh, next to where Boulevard Records and Tapes used to be, which is now um, uh, Tattoo Shop I, and nothing. And I just okay. saw Craig. Speaking of that, I just saw Craig at Safeway, and I reminded him of that, and he goes, oh, man, you're from, like, the old school when I was running that, because Craig now works at Safeway. He's, like, yep. the produce guy. Yeah, you go. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I was, like, reminding him that he used to sell me all the cool records and tapes back then when I used to walk. It was the place to school be. to yeah. go buy yeah. records and tapes. It's amazing how that was so cool then, and then, it, you know, it cycles. You know, downtown is just cycles. Yep. It's amazing yes. how yeah. it, up and then nothing, and, you know, and then now it's resurging again, which is fantastic. I love yeah. telling people what, like, when I first moved here in 97, uh, you know, the first friends I, I first people I made friends with were the fine arts kids, because they let anybody in, because they're outcasts. <laughs> <laughs> fine arts, two fine arts kids here know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and, uh, and, and the potheads. So, like, right. that's where I found out that the downtown was where you could buy good drugs. Uh-huh. And now it's, uh, I mean, there's still good drugs downtown, uh, but there's also a bunch of other cool shit instead of homeless people and antique shops. Right. And right. I'm so glad still you have, like, those. a proper proper barber shop and a wine yeah. bar and a couple breweries and like yep. a good Mexican yep. restaurant and all that stuff, you know? So, yeah. God, when I was, it wasn't here that long when I moved here 12 years ago, about 13, whatever. I mean, downtown was kind of dead. Yeah. yeah. It was, and I thought, this is so cool. And I had no idea. And I was told from only, a, only a few people here and they told me how it cycles and all the antique shops. I go, God, this can really be something, which it did fairly shortly after that. It was the silver door. I think the coffee shop was first, wasn't it? Uh, the, the Floyd and company Floyd, Floyd, Floyd's yeah. one is okay. Rednecks, yep. Rednecks, then the coffee shop, then the yeah. coffee, coffee shop, shop was door. next to cellar door. Yeah. First. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is and where it Floyd's was an pizza. art gallery. Yes. Yep. I used to buy a lot of some of those pieces. The first back time I had a there. drink of scotch was in that coffee shop. No like, shit. Like ever? Yes. She had the license. Uh, I was next door at the cellar. I was uh-huh. playing with Chris Lay, and I was like, I really love Ron Burgundy, and I've never had scotch before many years ago, and I was like, let's go next door, and they had some Macallan 12, mm-hmm. and I said, pour oh. me a glass, and in coffee shop fashion, they poured me a, you know, eight ounces or so. <laughs> oh, shit. And we call so, that a foss pour. So yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I call drank that, that son of a bitch down. And I was like, so that's what Scotch is. We went back over and it was it was it was called the uh the Arsenic Trio at the time. Yeah. And it was uh Danny Aguera, mm. great freaking drummer, and me and Chris. And the rest of the set was tempo about forty. We should have been yeah. about one twenty. Mm-hmm. Was it did you did you actually sing? Because I remember one night when he, he decided to get a shot of scorched earth. 
We're playing oh, Black Bridge. Oh, I he decides, see he him decides to throw, throw a, a shot of scorched earth down in some like pretender or something weird mm. like that. Takes a drink, and that third set lasted about four songs because all it was like sing a lyric, and then you hear ho, 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 anything, anything above mic. anything was, above middle C was gone. Yeah, it was just <laughs> tore wow. up. Yeah, it was like he'd been smoking cigars for about thirty years just prior to that. That's cool to know because you're a Scotch fan, let's say. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Big time. And then that was your first drink was down there. At a coffee and... shop of all places. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Yeah. Not Scotland, not a, like a nice Scotch bar or anything like that. I think that's cool as hell, actually. The first time I ever had Scotch that I actually liked was with you. Yep. And Same. it was Lafroy 10, and it was Blackbridge, our first or second anniversary party we just snuck it in the back and said here try yeah yeah it was like we were like walking in it it started off in secret me you and tim walking into the the back walk-in yes and taking sips illegally i might add and uh and it just kind of just like just deteriorated to fucking walking around have some scotch yeah Yeah. (laughs) god and you're like one of the most generous people i know yeah, you really are. But Absolutely. sometimes yeah. it's not the best time, right. but every time it's the best time. Yeah. Generosity knows no bounds. Yeah. Yes, that is uh, that is a fact. You know how many I have times, hangovers to prove it. You know how many times I've tried like some kind of alcohol or something, Jeremy, because he's like, I know you don't really like to drink this stuff, but this is like a hundred dollar bottle of something, and but I'm, I'm like, get well, you high today. now, now yeah. I gotta try it. Now right, I have right. to know what yeah. it is. You're obligated. Like, I know now. you're not yeah. a fan of like the. Uh, Virgin Malaysian butthole aged yeah. fucking whatever <laughs> right sex, <laughs> but oh. like it tastes like dumpster like juice, but it was aged right. in a barrel in Malaysia on a boat in a dock during the revolution. So you know it tastes good. Well, the first time I and tried- it does every fucking time With a every single chamomile time. <laughs> <With> <laughs> and bergamot. <laughs> the Lafroy, the Lafroy that I first tried. That's the first scotch I really tried. Was was him going. Uh, this tastes like a like a, a Band-Aid on fire. And I was like, that doesn't sound appetizing at all, but okay. And I tried it, and after two or three drinks of it, your just mouth is numb and you're ready to go. You, It's so good. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns into just something that's good. Which is what we're all having. Jeremy and I have had. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah, right are still. Now. I think you, uh, Curtis, you got some, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sipping it some. Gotcha. Oh, it's so I'm good. Not doing anything too crazy. I just have a Tito's uh, vodka martini, little from onions, that kind of thing. On- onions, olives. That's from what I'm onions? Got. It's not a vodka gimlet. gimlet some, from so. onions, a gimlet. <laughs> um, what is, um, what's that uh, whiskey that's aged on the ocean? Isn't that whiskey in the barrels that, uh, what is that? Uh, is it uh, Anderson? Oh, shit. I was just talking about it the other day with some bourbon guys. Oh, it's a, it's a bourbon. It's the Ocean series by Ryan Ackerman. When him and the ones they drop, so it gets the salt air. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Let's say it, it, they put it on. If they're like research vessels that have some spare, you know, they need some room ballast, I guess. I think, and they put something. barrels in there, and it just goes around the ocean yeah, for like six it. months, and then they pull it out. I cannot for like. I know it's the uh, the vo- uh, Ocean Voyage series or some shit like that. The same ones that found the vessel, like eight years ago under the ocean, they couldn't identify what it was. It, Looked like an alien ship. Yeah, the same ones then, that also found like the old bottles that have been down there for sixty years. That's their new thing. The number three thing holy is shit. they are. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. Ocean X. This sounds amazing. Um, Ocean X is 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 the. When can one. I expect you to get a bottle of that? I've been trying. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> Ed, Ed Mann was actually Ed Mann, who is uh, he likes a lot of like whiskeys and bourbons and stuff. He was telling me that I think in like Japan or someplace like that they have a way to age whiskey 
faster. So it's like age 50 years and like six months. They put it under pressure. They put it in, in yeah, a very specific. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. What now? Of course. They do. Yes. He, yeah. Yeah. And it's the Japanese. Really, he had some Shocking. really awesome <laughs> stuff downtown. You'll have to hit him up about what it was. I can't, can't remember what it was, but, um, but yeah, it was pretty amazing. We were drinking some of that while, while we were messing with my bike, but yeah, it was. It's uh, stuff. it's called Jefferson's ocean. Jefferson, okay. it's Jefferson's bourbon. And the, and every one of them tastes different. But yeah, when Ryan uh, Ackerman and Ed Mann were on for the Crata episode yeah. a couple of years ago, the when I, after drinking some of that, came up with Christ riding against the authority because I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I was like, "What does Crata stand for?" I know what it stands for. I was like, "What does Crata stand for?" Is it like Christ riding then, against the authority? And just rattle that off. I right. I couldn't believe it was like a very rare moment of brilliance for me, and. And now they are uh, and, shirts, and now they're shirts yeah. that have, like I have a hand, like I have two shirts that says Crater, and it's like it's Jesus on a BMX bike doing nice. like a what looks like a it looks like he's doing like a tabletop or like a tail whip, <laughs> or, and he's got his foot out to the side, it's kicking, sandal kicking with the a side, sandal, yeah, with a sandal out to the side, <laughs> kicking. Are, are the I handlebars wear that to, huh? Are the handlebars through his palms? Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. wow! Sorry, actually, through the oh. wrist, actually properly oh. through the wrist. Yeah, it was definitely it was through the wrist. It was through the wrist. Yes, stigmata technically is yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I like we're getting technical about one of the more offensive things you can say in the Leaving world. Leaving the hands free for other things. Yeah. If, <laughs> how do you? It's a hands free like, bike in, in different ways. It's a. <laughs> yeah. Look, mono heads. Oh God. We Jeez. are going straight to hell. Do uh, not I mean, pass. I'm no. going to meet all you guys at the punch bowl in hell. Like, this I is, knew I was going there. We're going to be on like, the front of the bus with Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Front of the bus. <laughs> Oh Lord, uh, Lord, so yes, Lord Joe, that's oh, Lord. It's all Lord, Lord Jesus, little baby Jesus. <laughs> sorry, sorry to help all me, you, Jewish uh, God. <laughs> Bible readers. Mm -hmm. my, my when when uh, when he's running around in his underwear with his helmet on on the track, that that's help fucking... me, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Oprah yeah. Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, and Tom Cruise, and <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I watched Fucking it on hilarious. July 4th, man. It still holds up. Talladega yeah. Nights is still one of the funniest movies of all time. It really is. I still piss excellence. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Foss. I wake up in the morning. I piss excellence. I have no doubt in my mind you wake up every day and say that, and Crystal's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you don't. You piss 18 times a night. <laughs> you geriatric monkey. My name is Jeremy Foss, and I oh. piss straight scotch. Yeah. Oh, because how come it smells like a burning goddamn hospital in this bathroom? <laughs> I drink scotch and I pee whiskey. Yeah. I've got a serious <laughs> drumming question though about you and your oh. your career. What is? So you, when did you start messing around with percussion stuff? Uh, um. So, uh, I got started. Um. Like, so my family has always been musical. I've had brothers in bands. In fact, we we talked about that. I got a brother who was played in the '80s and is band recently got signed like 30 years after they plug his signed. band your brother's 60 yeah. years old and he's got so a, his band is the take it's on spotify you can look it up it's uh the it's, take it's called the take okay. and um hard joe's heroes, looking it up right now hard wave heroes is one of their bands and pink and proud because uh bright pink was kind of back in back then right but so i i've always kind of been interested in the drums because my oldest brother was into it and my my brother's always played but i didn't really get into it until so a friend of our a friend of ours play drums and he had his drum set setting up set up at the house and I was kind of just messing around. When you were how old at that point? Um I was probably like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. And we were messing around and he he used to play the headphones a lot. He used to play to like um CDs. Well uh even back then I was like a huge like rush fan and so like he I would just kind of mess around and he goes, let's just put on some music and he put on um 
and we were messing with like hi-hat stuff and you know because i was i was good enough where i could keep time but i wasn't good enough to kind of get all the little nuancey kind of weird things and so he put on um passage to bangkok uh-huh. and and i could play it and you know the the hi-hat and that is is like really long and kind of drawn out and it and you can't play that song without the hi-hat being there and he goes how come you can do it on that song but you can't do it just when you're messing around and i'm like because it sounds right and he's like so stop thinking that stuff sounds right and just do it and that's kind of when that evolved and then about a month later after he was kind of giving me lessons and doing that stuff he looked at me and he goes you kind of make me not want to play drums anymore have my drum set wow and i i was flattered kind of and um kind of like taken aback because I had always just kind of messed around with like sticks and stuff, but I'd never really sat behind a set until those like couple of months. And so um, that that's kind of when it all started. I didn't really start playing with bands until I was about 25 though. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, I started with probably like three of the best musicians in Kingman. Um, I started with, well, Dave Watson was singing, but it was <clears throat> Gary Baldoff on guitar and Jim Ilgenfritz on bass. And I don't know if you guys, do you know who Gary Baldoff is? I don't. I love that name, though. Okay, so Gary Baldoff. <laughs> the best guitar player I've ever played with in my life. Really? Right. Yes. Okay. Wow. And All so, right. Okay. And Jim Ilgenfritz is arguably the most pocketed bass player. That guy's been playing gigs since like 13 years before I was born. Right. And he yeah. remembers Tommy Aldrich when he just called him Tommy. So That guy fell asleep one time playing with us. And woke up on the right chord. I'm not even kidding. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even kidding. Yeah. Wow. Um, so when you start with those guys and you're the weakest link, so obviously, um, it was very humbling for me. I was like, okay, so I was good, but holy crap, am I not? I'm not that good, and I need to like brush up on some stuff. And it's a great place for you to be because you got you got you know you you got something to shoot for. Obviously, it does make you it does make you get get better. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really start playing with anybody other than CDs until I was probably 24, 25. I had already had at least my first kid by then. And were you, were you born in Kingman? Were you here? No, no. I, I'm I, sorry. You said uh, uh, Riverside or something. Yeah I, yeah. I was born in Phoenix, um, grew up in Riverside till I was about uh, okay. 13. And then I moved here going into high school, which is the worst time to move to a new place. I agree hundred percent or halfway through high school. So like I, I, did. Did. <laughs> I, so yeah. I, moved, I moved here Fuck. in 1989 is when I started high school. Okay. And that's when you met these guys and started playing with them uh, no. after, after that. No, like I was 24. So I moved yeah. in 89. I didn't meet those guys till late nineties, early okay. 2000s. Right. Yeah. Now what about you, Mr. Foss? Yeah. How long have you been musically inclined? I wrote my first Reservoir of music when I was 3.5 years old, <laughs> playing only the keyboard with my pinky toe. No, He's a Mozart right here. He's a prodigy, oh. child prodigy. <laughs> my, uh, God my... damn it. <laughs> this was such a good idea. This is probably true, actually. You probably did something exactly my, like that, my I'm guessing. Fucking, my abs are going to hurt tomorrow from just fucking <laughs> dying laughing over here. Jesus. Actually, my mom had a Yamaha. She'd pick around and play songs for us when I was a little kid. Um when I was about piano, was, talking about I, I took piano lessons. Okay. okay, when I was seven or eight, for about two years. Okay, mean teacher, crack the knuckles kind of thing. So you learn the keys real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, then kind of just put music behind me for a minute, other than church things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when I became a freshman in high school, 
we probably eighth grade. I'd grab my mom's guitar, my Yamaha, and I'd pick out a couple of songs and kind of get into that. So I was like, oh, I think I'll take guitar. So I started playing, and it came real natural and real quick. Met a couple of kids that were really good, and it just took off from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, played a lot of classical guitar, second, third, and fourth year of high school, and a little scholarship going into first year of college, but uh, it didn't last very long. Yeah, but um, you were good enough to get a scholarship at least, so you had something going, obviously. Straight dropped out to play heavy metal, <laughs> bass, and Golgotha, and yep. yeah, and then the rest is just you know doing things. So nice. And now we're here. Yeah. Now you're here. Yeah, on this ridiculous <laughs> podcast. A, you are a you are a you are a uh, a bar slash restaurateur magnate. And I came up here cities. like a facetious bastard and didn't bring a guitar at all. I can't believe we didn't <laughs> mention it because we were like, I think it's the be- coolest thing ever. They just said, "Fuck it, we're just not going to even show up yeah, with instruments at all. We don't care." Like, that, that means people people need to go and see you guys. That's called anarchy. It's not for sale at any stretch. Well, <laughs> I, I believe it'd be considered a practice, and everybody knows that Jeremy and I don't practice. We we don't. No, you text you text me. I feel like you guys text me. every time you guys practice. <laughs> hey, what I do you think about this? Of, yep. Yeah, you said we were going to practice tonight, but I guess we'll do your stupid fucking show. I guess that's kind of <laughs> what he said. It's more like what he said. I think. It's, but then he was real arrogant about it. He's like, "Yeah, we'll do your stupid fucking show. We're good enough. We don't need to practice." Yeah, we'll hope for the best on Friday. As <laughs> we're, said. We're, what I said was, we don't actually play whole songs until we're at the venue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our practice is literally like. Uh, tenth, like this, and then this, and then this, and then we go into this thing, right? And I'm like, it's kind of like the yeah. first time ever. Be like, Kurt, it goes, let's try it, and we play it for a minute. And be like, okay, cool, next song, got that one, right? <laughs> That's like watching the rivals practice because you guys are good, like such good musicians, just like all of those guys are. I watched them go from, like I said, one time I sat and listened to them practice an entire song that they'd never played before. They listened to it all the way through. It was a uh, pawn shop by uh, Sublime, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I lived next door to Cardo, and that was their practice space. So, like, they're like, hey, man, we're practicing. You should come over. And I sat down. They're like, hey, let's do Pawn Shop. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to hear this because it's not an easy song because it's long, and there's a lot of jam kind of portions to it and all that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't see what these guys are made of. And I watched them go from listening to it all the way through once on someone's phone, not even on proper speakers. Right. Then they sat down and tried to play it. They ran through twice all the way through. And then they're like, all right, we got that. I'm like, that's fucking it. That's, that's how you it. Do it. I'm starting a band. You guys are the fuck. <laughs> that's this. how we do it. <laughs> but then, like, it's like you guys, they've been playing for yeah. so long. And those guys being family, they played together since they were all kids. Like, little kids, like eight, nine, ten years old. So, like, I love that that's how you guys practice. It's like, eh, let's play a few bars. Oh, we've got that one. Well, we'll you know, figure I it out. see these guys come into my places that play, and they just, the, the, the dexterity is so great. And the, the vocals are so on point. And I'm like, Jesus, I can never play in any of my places again. Because we don't really have time to practice. These guys that do what they do, wow. I mean, they're so much better than what we do. So uh, kind of like the fact that we do things that are songs that shouldn't be acoustic and songs with too many lyrics. They give it kind of a comic relief. And the fact that we're just up there having a good goddamn time anyway. Yeah, but, but what's cool about it, too, is that is that you, you are good enough to where you don't really need to practice. And it's like no one really cares. What I'm saying is that you're you're musically inclined enough. You know how things should sound, they, how they go. And that's perfect for the for the venue. You, know, you don't have to practice. People aren't buying a bunch of tickets, standing in line. It's not Staples Center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and, there's, there's, but that's what's good about because you're still good musicians, so it sounds fucking great. You know, there, there's also the other factor is is like you guys do something that I've always wanted to do in a band 
is you play deeper cuts or things that you wouldn't expect someone to cover. Like the first time I ever met you was playing, and it's funny, you were wearing a Citizen Cope shirt. Yeah. You played a Citizen Cope song, and I thought there were only like five people on earth that listened to Citizen Cope. Love that guy. Oh, my and, God. And yeah. now you have his phone number, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Fucking, you're a full-on yeah. successful bar owner and musician. We discuss things that are far more important than anything I have to say to him when we talk. <laughs> <laughs> fucking incredible. And you're able to f- like hold back on that fanboy shit. Like you're like, I'm a businessman, but over here I'm kind of a little giddy and listening to. I'm, hey, I'm yeah, listening over, right now, bud. Over here I'm shitting my pants. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually crapping myself right now as I'm being professional and texting him. But no, you guys play stuff that. I would never have heard like nobody in their right fucking mind would cover everyone I love is dead <laughs> by yeah. by typo <laughs> negative. Fair enough. And I'm sad that I had to leave and I missed you guys performing it, but I know that you practiced it. I saw a very brief video of it and it was yeah. incredible. Well, and we and even when we blow songs like when we completely destroy them and, and we've done that uh, even in practice, oh, yeah. I look at Jeremy and I'm like, we're reimagining this song. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> re- yeah, it's a reimagining. You're the Disney station. Imagineers, yes, yeah, you're yeah, the Imagineers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're reimagining this song. We're making it our own. That's that's what this is. Yes, it's not us just completely trashing a true art and and real talent. It's, we we it's shall us. not be defined. We will not be defined. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's reimagining <laughs> simply by the fact that we don't fit any genre. <laughs> you don't. And that's great, though. And and the fact that it's not 100 percent like it's not it's not studio musicians playing live and right. everything's fucking perfect. It's great. It's and the f- venue that you phenomenal. now own is perfect, precisely perfect for this kind of, you know, uh, uh, your acoustic. And then and then what do you call it? What is your instrument again? It's a cajon drum. Cajon drum. And okay. actually, I've recently added a foot shaker, which shall make uh, it, its debut. Ooh. Some say oh. Oh. pronounce it. Hey, I think it's cajon. Is it cajon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cajun. It's actually Cajun. 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 Oh, it's a Cajun drum. Oh, yes. So Jeremy and I actually realized that it's been, we played that live back when this whole pandemic started like last June. Yeah, neither one of us remember much of that and, one. Yeah, it was and we were just pretty, the two of us. I forgot about where where was where was that? We, we played on the stage in Jeremy's Duke joint. Okay. Yeah. yeah. By the way, we should hit that as a as a as a promo. Yeah, briefly. If you're, in, if you're in Havasu and you're looking for incredible libations and even better staff, uh and wonderful to, live music. That's what it's all music about. Is Jeremy's Duke joint. The J three near the bridge down there by Havasu. And it's uh, rock and roll six nights a week. Great. We have 51 whiskeys and 20 taps all the time. Um, and Bulletville, my other, other, other band, mm-hmm. will be playing there Friday the 13th in August. So Lovely. Which, Bulletville, folks, is a social distortion cover band. Yes, yes. An amazing social It's like you're at a social discortion. I'll tell you what. As someone, and I'll be the one person at the table that does this, as a person who does not like Mike Ness for personal reasons and I can't fucking stand social distortion because of it, I love Bulletville. That's fair. Because I love all you guys. I've been friends with all of you guys in there. Like, Jason is the one who I've been friends with the least amount of time. It's been 10 years. It's Chris Lay, who is an amazing freaking local musician who is driven us all he's played beyond and past what we've all tried to do stays playing he's probably one of the best local musicians hands down he's very we, good yes we got nick turner who everybody knows who's an amazing drummer who's played with multinational groups all over the place 
coming back because he's our buddy and this is what we did. We've got Jason Marino, who's a great front man, great vocalist. Yes, he is. And then you got this asshole that owns the bar that gets to play the bass. It's solid. We, 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 got, we got there early. Last, we got there early last time. Got some great seats. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. really, really good. And then all the police showed up. I don't know. Oh my, yeah, that was, that it was a heavy that. night. <laughs> Everything about that show was heavy. Even the yeah. end of it. Even the end of the yeah, whether the cops showed up. The cops showed up. The uh, certain member of the band became sober because of that show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that's true. There was a yeah. lot of things that happened that night, but. That makes it for a, an incredible story, and uh, in general, just fucking fantastic. So, just so you guys know, I met Mike Ness on two different occasions, and he was an absolute dick. And I don't ever want to talk to him again. Well, heroin will do that to you. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Well, yeah. so can be being a pompous asshole and pretending like you're poor. Like Fair that's enough. what Diana told me. Is like she's like I knew Mike Ness. Like I went to high school with him. He wasn't a poor kid. He he wanted to be a poor kid because he wanted to be a street punk, like a gutter punk. And I'm like, oh. That explains why he was just a terminal dick and trying to take my girlfriend back to his bus. Oh, that's yeah. why Joe doesn't like him. That's now yeah, we're down no, to the. Yeah, now we get down to but, the. Yeah, yeah. But who do Somebody's I? Somebody's taking Joe's chick. But who do I really love? Jeremy Foss, Nick Turner, Chris Lay, and yeah. Jason Marino. Oh yeah, and rock and, and roll fucking, guys that don't try to bang my girl. On thank the bus. you for not trying to bang my girl on your <laughs> it's bus. It's like everybody. Thank you for not owning a bus. Like kudos. <laughs> all you married guys that don't want to bang my chick. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. This is where Chris would chime in. He's like, well, if you had a chick I'd want to bang, then maybe I would. Oh, like, that's oh, yes. And then Hollywood punch him in the chest, and then it'll be a big fight. It'll yeah. be awesome. Right. <laughs> but everybody on the stage, like you just pointed out, we all know all of them yeah. fairly well. That's what's so cool about it is everybody's there. There are people there from Havasu that were there were enjoying the show because you guys fucking kill it mm -hmm. when yes. you're doing Bulletville. And everybody's having an awesome time with it. We know every one of those guys. Every one right. of them. It's, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I I play with Jeremy, and, and, and you know, me and him – we have our, our our dynamic, I guess, and we're kind of silly like that. But I truly do like when I look at at some people play, and Chris, Danny, um, Ryan, like when I'm looking at drummers, and I'm like, God damn it, I hate talented people. And that's <laughs> the problem is that you've got like a group of talented people, and you're like, this both rocks and sucks at the same time. It forces <laughs> you to step up. This yeah, rocks it, well, and sucks. Well, it it, <laughs> it rocks. It really it. What it makes me want to do is it makes me want to rocks. Throw, it, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. I apologize. Jesus Christ, sir. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make fetch happen. So. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it it either makes me want to like throw away my drum set or it makes me want to like go home and practice. And unfortunately, I don't have a shit ton of time to like practice, but I have lots of time to throw away drum sets. So. Um, <laughs> I try it's a not terrible to place to be. No, it it really it really does. Like uh, watching watching Danny's videos, Danny Aguirre. Danny videos, Aguirre, badass. He's that, with a band called Top Shelf now. That kid is insane. He is yeah. so he's goddamn amazing. good. Yeah, he makes me want to practice, and I'm like Danny, and I just didn't, I said we need to get together so I can just cheat off of you. Like it's a test. Like I I want to take all your SAT answers and figure this out. <laughs> um, not that I could, but I would damn sure try. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like not. maybe you should just hang out and like practice with him sometimes. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, maybe we, stop talking about it and do it, Larson. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's fair. <laughs> hey, just giving him some tough hey, love. Why, hey, why Kurt, funny reference with Gary Baldoff. Yes, I sir. see him like once every like 18 months now. Yeah. He comes to my work. Mm -hmm. He'll like poke his head in the door, not say anything. Yeah. He'll like look around like he always does. Yes. He'll throw down a CD on my desk. He'll run back to the door. He'll be like, take the CD home. Listen to it. I'll break your shit. 
Yeah. Because he'll be like the best guitarist yeah. he can find that year. He's like, listen to it, go home, break your yeah. shit. And he'll leave. Yeah. I won't see him again for like let, 12 months. Let me, yeah. Let me put it this, this way. There's a couple of guys in town that are like secretive guitarists. Gary Baldoff is one. He's get, he's played in bands and he's gigged and he's absolutely fantastic. And he's one of those guys that's like, oh, like Al Demiola. Yeah. I could, I could figure that out ish. You know, that's, that's cool. And he shreds it. There's another one that's kind of secretive. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with Tracy Rubio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Tracy Rubio yeah. is amazing. I, I was the guy shop. that I set up with in high school when I learned how to play guitar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I went to his shop and he's like, I haven't played in like 20 years. And I set up a drum set and I'm I'm there with a friend of ours that's a bass player. And I'm like, okay, so you haven't played in 20 years. What do you want to play? I'm assuming we're going to start with some like nice 4 4 time, like uh, blues riff, whatever. He's like, how about Satch Boogie? Well, you don't come out. You don't come out wow. with Joe Satriani after 20 years and not playing, kid. And this guy shredded that song. Yes. I was like, <laughs> yes. I, I looked at him. I go, I, like I, I practice, and I'm not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> like no. Uh, but yeah, there's a couple of little Natural closeted talent. guitarists that are yeah. just Tracy. I think could pick up guitar anytime he wanted to and just tear it down. And What's also great about all you guys too is that every single person here and in, in, in Bullville, all these people you're talking, they're all humble as hell. And, and, and Leonard Interior, for example. I mean, you just talk to these people. Everybody, they all think they suck. Leonard, yeah. is, so, <laughs> Leonard is so good, man. Yes, I he just, is. Yeah, and he, But he's really humble, too. He's like, oh, man. He, I mean, he's just, and he's not a fake. It's not a fake humble, either. No, no. You know, or humility, whatever. It's just everybody, everybody, you guys, everything is just, that's why it's also very, very enjoyable, too. Well, and shout so. out to Chris Lay, because Chris Lay beats the shit out of me every time. Somebody asked me, hey, you, you play drums? I'm like, ah, I do okay. He's like, fuck you, man. You, you're, you're a good drummer. Just shut up. Like, quit, quit doing that. I mean, and Chris is the worst. He's the most guilty one of of, of all of these people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, Chris is one of the best guitarists I've ever he's seen. He's the everlasting like, oh, guy. Man, oh, he shreds. No, man, I'm not. Shut up, Chris. So yeah. 20 thank years you, ago, you. Chris was like, you guys are so good. And Chris is still playing all the time. Chris outplays the shit out of all of us at this point. He really does. <laughs> when I met Chris Lay, he was 14 years old, and I was at a at a show, I think of Jeff Evers at the time, his step his stepdad, yeah. and uh, Chris's biggest dream back then was to be in like a metal band and throw up on stage. Was like his biggest dream. <laughs> hey, I'll do that. I can, I, I can, I can do that. Confirm I mean, I, that by the time I met Chris, he was sixteen. Still a dream of and, his was to throw up and, on stage. And by twenty one. Achieved. <laughs> I was gonna say, has he thrown up and on stage? 22, I'm, I'm 23 sure. and a yeah. half, <laughs> fucking 35, 38. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen him. Th- I've never seen him throw up on stage. I've, Me no, either. I, 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 I've, I've seen him so drunk that he finally. I've, I, I've seen Chris play drunk because I was serving him beers. Right. I've seen him play so drunk that he blacked out about a half hour before I mentioned, "Man, that you fucking killed Purple Rain." He's like, "I don't even fucking remember that." Yeah. We've we've had those. Yeah, nights. we won't talk about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've done that. We'd be like next yeah. day, be like, remember these five songs? And be like, I've no, no. Well, did we play? Those? But I've only yeah. ever seen him get to a point where he couldn't play the one time. Yeah, yeah. and that was a catalyst for some change in his life. And he's talked about it on the yeah. podcast. So I, he's, yeah, I know he's cool with us that talking about. He's one it. of my favorite people in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. T- talking about people that are humble. What's the statement about? What's the joke about the Beatles and the best drummer? What's the member? Oh yeah, there's yeah. A, is is, uh, is Ringo Starr the best Wait, who, drummer? Who, who, the who's talking to whom? It was, it was, it was, it was an, an interview. Interview asking George. It was an interviewer asking George Harrison or something. You know, yeah. Or no, it was Paul Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney. He goes, uh, uh, Paul is uh, mm. is, is uh, Ringo Starr the best drummer in the world? He goes, he's not even the best drummer of the Beatles. Like, 
Jeez. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's the God. luckiest man in rock and roll God. right there, by the way. Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. Come on. Like, like, oh. He can keep a beat. He's a human I, metronome, I, but he wasn't. I don't <laughs> care. He's not even You guys are. <laughs> You've had, never seen that? That's not an been, actual interview. Had That's he not horrible. been fronted by the three best songwriters ever in the history of ever, would he have been, would he have mounted to anything? And the unfortunate part is he's probably going to outlive them. Yeah. Oof. Why is that unfortunate? Wow. You sound like my mom, <laughs> the wrong Beatles have died. Justice. My exactly. mom has said that for years. Since George Harrison died, my mom I, said the wrong Beatles died. Wrong kid hey, died. Here's, here's one of the bones I have to pick with. Here's the one, one of the bones I have to pick with probably Joe and... And, I uh, want to save this to the Pete. second segment. We should take a break first. Okay. Are we gonna I know right, you're cool. champing at the bit to fucking say it. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. July 16th, Sound Hole at Cellar Door. August 13th. Downtown yeah. Kingman. Yeah, downtown Kingman. August 13th, Jeremy's Juke joins Bulletville Social D cover band. Don't miss it. We'll be right back.
matter one tiny fucking bit How unfair you think the world is It's only what you do Cellador presents Friday, July 16th, The Sound Hole, featuring Jeremy Fass and Curtis Larson. The Men of a Certain Age Tour 2021, showcasing their greatest hits, including perfect acoustic songs, songs that shouldn't be acoustic, songs with too many lyrics. Stay tuned. Incredible. Wow. That's I have amazing. One, <laughs> single, one single tear is going, going, right. going down my cheek. Wait, you said fast. Yeah, how do we say your yeah, last name? That's, people say that shit all the time, so I thought I'd play into it. It's actually oh, okay. Foss. It's a German word, and it means beer keg, hence the yes. alcoholism. You know? Nice. Yeah, you have Foss, and you have a Moss. Right. Mm. Yeah. If you want a beer in German, you say, uh, VC, what is it? Vifilensi. Vifilensi. Foss. Or so, Moss. Yeah. yeah. I think people just combine ass with your last name, because uh, that's like the most common denominator. <laughs> That's where you get fast. I, I honestly, when you were reading that, I was, I, Paul and I looked at each other like, have we been saying his name wrong all these years? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, going, I, what? Joe looked at me. I'm going, oh no. I've been hearing that my whole life. It's fast. So I. Okay. Thank you. Comic relief. Because early on, I said fast, and Joe kept saying, nope, it's fast. It's <laughs> on. It's definitely fast. It's so that's going to be, sure. we're looking for everybody. Everybody in this town's looking forward to this uh, show. I mean, there's a the few same. people that have been like, fuck those guys. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But I'm still going to go. <laughs> 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 Literally, no one has said that. <laughs> All right, Kurt, I got to hear about this. You you have a bone to pick with yeah. me. You no, brought he, it up twice he now. He said it's a major bone. Right. For, oh, for, a major for bone. Chris Dale and all those people. Major it's a bone. big, fat fucking bone to pick. Old oh, nerd. shit. Okay. Uh, all right. No, so uh, actually, we were talking about uh, when when we were speaking last, uh, we were talking about like um, what came out of what band and, and how Ringo Starr was like the luckiest man in rock and roll because if he wasn't. There's a couple of things that I know, like Pete from downtown is going to hate me for this, but uh, Nirvana, the best thing to happen to Nirvana was that Cobain got his whole head in front of the shotgun and we got to hear Dave Grohl. And two, you say you continue to say that you don't like Dave Matthews, man, and I understand why. But then there's part of me that doesn't understand why. And here's and here's my argument. Can we go back to the first point? Sure. Of the you just fucking said about Kurt Cobain and the yeah. best thing that happened to Nirvana was... Oh God! Okay, <sighs> wait, wait. Do we want to maybe okay, just hear uh, him out it, and then we'll go back? No, I, so I, okay. I, credit where credits due. Layers. They they did they did change, they did change, whatever rock and roll was at the time, but for me, I I liked one of their albums and it was the Unplugged album and that was it. I I was which was fifty percent covers, right? Um, or more? Yeah, yeah or more. Think, yeah. yeah, or I, more. I, it was almost all covers. I really almost. wasn't 
into their sound. It didn't it didn't strike me. It didn't strike me as much as because you were too old. Do you ever think about no, that? I'm, down. Okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm older than he was, hey, and I was all in What year did you Nirvana. graduate high school? 93. Oh, okay. So you were still in high school. Yes. I, you're not, you're not uh, yeah. that much older than me. Okay. Because uh, you sound like somebody who's 10 years older than me. More, That's what you sound like. More resonant to me was the Alice in Chains sound. More resonant I to love me them was, too. Okay. Yeah. was the sound uh, was the Soundgarden sound. More, I love them more, also. More resonant to me was like almost everybody else. I did kind Different of Pearl windows. Jam. I did kind Pearl, of Pearl Jam, Mud Honey, yeah. all those guys. I get it. I, I did. However, kind of, who do you think opened up the fucking door for that? I, Mr. 12 Gauge Blues himself, uh, again, Kurt fucking Cobain. Again. So don't fucking years. don't fucking come to me with you. Better come with Next Friday Night Live. Live. In, we in his, need a drummer. In his defense slightly because <laughs> I love Nirvana, but I know what he's saying about now we've got Dave Grohl, front man, you know, Foo oh, Fighters. Fighters. Turned into one of the greatest stadium rock acts when stadium exactly. rock acts don't Absolutely, fucking exist yes. anymore. I agree with that. Dave Grohl seems like a guy I can hang out with and we could talk about how sure. our daughters bust our balls like right. i absolutely believe in that but um, but i feel like some of the guys that are a little bit older than me are still a little bit pissed about nirvana coming out no. and pounding the nail in the coffin of cock rock of the no, 80s and I, i'm super fucking happy about that and, and we and we, the michael jackson fans they get pissed too yeah. because it knocked uh jackson off the charts Thriller. and nirvana came in yeah and just was like fuck yeah. you but i will see nirvana wasn't the main but it was it was they were the most they prevalent kicked, they kicked open the door yeah. very yes. loudly and then a bunch of other amazing equally amazing or better bands came out well and we talked that. we talked about this uh <clears throat> rogan just had jacob dylan on and he and he, and he kind of said said it best when even like the hair rock bands were kind of like when they heard nirvana they're like oh man all of our theatrics and nonsense is over. These guys are just being themselves. They have substance. And that's yeah. and that's that's what I respected of it. But that being said, I, I wasn't a big butt rock fan. I, I It's not like I'm a huge Poison fan. And my one daughter said that one of her favorite songs to listen to is Cherry Pie. And it made my heart hurt. And I almost cried like and wept because that's an awful song. It's absolutely awful. Especially an awful song coming from the father You're of daughters. You're a different daughters. kind yeah, of that's kind of odd yeah. thing to say. <laughs> for it's, yeah. it's essentially hot garbage to me, it sounds... It's gross. And it's so, like if Porsche came to me and was like, you know what one of my favorite songs is? Is Me So Horny. WAP. Dad, I love <laughs> like, WAP. Yeah. Or which, <laughs> fuck, man, I love that song. Are you kidding me? But like that comes from yeah. the point of view of a, right. a different person. I, I've got four daughters. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I, I have a retort for you, my friend. Yes, sir. My drummer friend. Speak, Mr. Fosfast. Yes. Number one, Kurt Cobain and Nirvana turned heads, including mine, with a sound like nothing else that was happening at the That's time. Fair. That's at it. all and number two you're a completely different type of 80s yes, because this true. guy always suggests songs to me and i shoot them down because i remind him that i'm not a falsetto yeah and i can't do that, that. True as well so there is a whole different genre of so, 80s that is separate yes of this moment so and and we discussed this in the 80s i was literally listening to like uh boogie down productions and and i was more like hip-hop uh, like hard, like hardcore rap back then. Um, late, a little later on, I got into, and I actually suggest this all the time to Jeremy is like the fix and stuff like that. I actually grew to appreciate, and I've actually grown to appreciate Nirvana. How, however, my thing is, is I, I try and think if Kurt Cobain were still alive, would Dave Grohl have come out with and come back out with riff Slash arena rock. Here's what I think. I think I think you're. I I don't. And, I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think I, I he really would have. I think he would have left Nirvana after a couple more years. You think so? And done his because I, I think it would have been itching to do his thing. I, I don't think. So. I that's what I, I think. I don't think so. Only because here's why. Uh, 
Dave Grohl's like the the original Foo Fighters were it was just him in a yeah. four track yep. within six months of Kurt killing himself. Yep. Shit, he already and, did. And, uh, yeah, yeah so he was he ready. To get, he was kind of ready to go, I think. And he yes. took that and ran with it, and took that pain and turned it into something. Right. Would he have had the guts to jump out? Bingo! If that never would have happened, when everything they were was taken so from huge. Him. Yeah, right. I think not. he would have, but it obviously would have taken. Yeah, a little you could bit obviously we could beat it down at right. nauseum. Yeah. We're but, never going to know. But I agree with you. Like I, I agree with all of you guys. I, they, nothing. Uh, I'm so happy that the Foo Fighters have stayed relevant for 25 years i've seen them twice and they're incredible both times and that was 20 years ago right. i'm sure they've gotten better what was the uh what was that uh series that dave Grohl did on uh, the history of music what he went around the country uh, and went to different places was uh, it a netflix thing was it a yeah. no it no. was a showtime i think it was no, hbo uh, it's maybe. not on hbo like the, uh, some recording series yeah yeah and i can't remember what it, uh, uh highways sonic yeah, highways that's what it was about the studio that they sonic overshot. highways <laughs> yes. was the the show the yes. the sound city Yes, Sound, Sound City, City, where they got which, the board, the Lucas, yeah, the, what they, that they recorded uh, Nevermind on. Yeah, and then they found out that Sound City was going out of business, and he bought the fucking board. That yes. was a one-off, right? Uh, and in the er, like early seventies, it a was like thirty thousand dollars. Then seventy-five channel fucking yeah. block of so, yeah, and yeah. everybody and their brother fucking recorded on it. That. Right. That, uh, that that's awesome. the cool thing about Dave <laughs> Grohl, though, is he right. recognizes history and the important part of it, and he yeah. bought hardware that shit, did yeah. shit. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Plus, he's making new music, that's right? Great. Which he may not have been able to do if because Nirvana could have just. Right. Uh, I feel like they went out on top, and I, I hate saying that, but it's the truth. I don't right. think yeah. he ever would have kept his head down. I think that they would have rose and fallen, and he would have said, "This is what I'm going to do now." And I, it would have petered out. But I, but I think maybe the. The pain of of losing his best friend and and writing partner and all that, tr uh, really yeah. just transported him through the fucking the, stratosphere. The other thing is, how long was Kurt Cobain gonna last anyway? I mean, he was probably destined to so, do, go. Something bad was gonna happen. Yeah. There were a lot of drugs there. Here's, yeah. here's my fear: is that uh, Nirvana would have gone the way of like Pearl Jam, and and you get like this big hit album in ten. It's amazing. You get verses, meh. Then all of a sudden, you're getting into like Vitology and such. I still and love the Eddie dive, Vedder and Vitology dive. was and amazing. The last, the last, <laughs> the last record you and I listened to, the last album they they that they made, I sent it to you and I said, and we both agreed, it sounds just like the Talking Heads. And it's that one, that one song that you and I, I said we should cover it because it was like it got real super cool yes. and weird, and. But he, it sounds a lot like David Byrne now. So I guess I, I guess I could have phrased it in a different way. But the best thing to happen to Nirvana is is it died, and and we got and went out on top. And, I, and I'll give got, you that. And okay. we got Dave Grohl from from that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, and Chris Novoselic was you know he's a burnout Republican Republican yeah. House of Representatives what? member from uh, Washington State. What right? the which fuck? Is, yeah. You didn't know that? Oh yeah, I'm dead <laughs> no, serious. No, 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 yeah. From Washington yeah. State. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's go on. Move on. Moving on to the Dave Matthews thing. Let's okay, so, just fucking talk about so this because my Matthews, brothers are going to listen, and I'm going to get flamed deep, uh. for this. Okay, so the Dave Matthews thing that that I think uh, and and the part that uh, makes me kind of and, and the argument I guess I came up with in my own little brain was as as a musician, as somebody who's played music before, um, respect the fact that Dave Matthews won a jam band, and I understand the lyrics are hard to understand a lot. But when you make up a set list, like basically every night and some of your songs transition from one to the next and you're doing that between different songs every night and you can still make it sound melodic and it's looks, it's glances, it's, hey, 
okay, now we're ready to start this. And they're transitioning by looks and glances. And it still sounds melodic. It still still sounds like a song. There's there's some due respect there. Like, oh, I and, hate and, that guy. And not, to, and not just to like a four-piece or even a five-piece right. and like it's a 12-piece like, band. Exactly. I, I will No, I've <clears> never... <throat> talk shit about Dave Matthews uh, band or Dave Matthews himself as musicians or songwriters right. at all. It's honestly, it's kind of the fan base. Uh, Granola is, Girls is, is, and it's kind and of a problem. Smells, yes. I love that shit though. I grew up with hemp necklaces and Grateful Dead shirts right. and fuck like I like I my first show was Grateful Dead and Willie Nelson when I was like three years old. Like Hottest I love girls at a concert. Stuff. Hottest girls at and a you're concert. You're not older than down. me. Always oh, no Matthews. question. Dave Matthews. That's it yeah. for sure. Dave Matthews, hottest girls in, in at a concert because they're always college age. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. The chicks stay the same age. That's it. It's <laughs> the, yeah, this concert is sponsored by Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I just keep getting older. All right, all right, all right. It's, uh, but my problem is, is that I, I personally think that Dave yeah. Matthews, uh, band came out with two good albums and it was under the table and dreaming. And then I, I can't uh, crash. The, is, crash. It was called crash. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Those. Agreed. And I own both of those and listen to them from beginning to end. And then it just petered out after that. And I will say this, yeah. I've never heard a, a, haven't heard a Pearl jam song or a Pearl jam album after Vitology that I liked. Right. Uh, I've heard a couple uh, honestly, of songs, but uh, not wait, whole albums. Wait a Ten, second. I can play. Evolution, Evolution, baby. What song or what album was that on? Uh, was that Versus? Is that the orange? That orange? The one that has like stoplights on it. Oh, is, I'm no. trying to remember that. Yield. Uh, it was great. Yield. Yield. There we go. Yeah. So Yield, Vitology, and 10. There you go. Foss has 100%. it. 100%. <clears throat> and, yeah. but like after that, I'm like, this kind of, that's gone off the rails a little bit. Do I still love Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I excited to see Eddie Vedder in concert in Hawaii at Christmas time? Absolutely. Because Jack Johnson's bringing back the Coca-Cola. They're playing Festival. Dana Point this year too. Oh, at Ooh, uh, nice. the uh, Ohana Fest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I think I sent I think I sent you that song, and I was like, "Hey, doesn't this sound a little bit like?" Uh, I said, "This is the new Pearl Jam." And you're like, "Pearl Jam hasn't made an album since Vitology." I just yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they haven't made an yeah. album since Vitology. But I saw them 2007, maybe 2006. Right. They're right, fucking let's, incredible. Let's talk about forward thinking old guy music. Oh, so geez. Pearl Jam, we love Uh-oh. Pearl Jam because Pearl Jam was a time in our life when shit went off like a bomb. Yes. Same right. thing Agreed. with Soundgarden. Okay. Soundgarden is no more because Chris Cornell is no more. Right. Um, all those things. Who's a closet fan of anything new? Because I fucking love Post Malone. Uh, okay. Post Malone is one of those people that I want to hate so badly, but you can't because but he, he looks has, like the trash in the neighborhood. Yes, my mom does, would let me hang out with, but he's such a good uh, dude. Yeah, he he's so talented. Yeah. He's so genial and personable. Like in interviews, he's just he like straightforward. Yeah. Well, why why do you want to hate him? Uh, just because like he has, he has <laughs> face tattoos. Yeah. Like he has face tattoos. Oh, Sorry, like Nick. I, love you. I can understand bad. the always tired though. I really can relate. I I absolutely relate. I love that he said he has a tattoo on his forehead that says "always tired" and he's in his 20s right like here. bitch wait till you get to 40 <laughs> he's sponsored by bud light for yes God's sponsored yes, by bud is. light he's just yeah. kind of he's trashy and gross and he looks like he stinks for a living like he doesn't <laughs> like he stinks first writes yeah. music but he's yeah. really good he's incredibly talented he knows that he's on this weird fucking trip he's like i can't believe that i'm making money doing and this. he's grateful for it very I, grateful very humble okay uh which is cool so no uh clo- and, and it's not even that closet i love dua lipa who curtis has heard yeah. me She's yeah. so goddamn good. Like she's <laughs> she put together a band that like it's like her bassist uh-huh. took lessons from Bootsy for five years. Okay, I shit you not. And it like 
uh, well, you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, right. and so have you. Jeremy hasn't yet. So, but like, well, I mean, we might have talked about this outside. Podcast? Yeah, podcast. It's like a radio show, Grandpa. <laughs> what uh, station are you on? Are we, huh? <laughs> yeah, what time do you guys go you on? Have, like, you have no idea how many times I've been asked that when people walked in when this studio was downstairs. Never heard of it. You walked in, what, what station? What time do you guys go on air? When do you guys go uh, on air? Short time? <laughs> oh, my God. Just. And probably guys long, younger than Paul, because Paul's always yes. like, am I weird for being an old guy that doesn't act like an old guy? Like It's like about once a month he brings that up. I'm like, absolutely not, because I'm sitting at a table of old guys that aren't old guys. You know what I mean? Nice. If that makes sense, Thanks, you know? Man. No, it's true. You guys don't act like old fucking... You're not sitting around at the American Legion talking about your best days were in high school. We Fuck just don't no. want to no. grow up. That's the problem. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I no, have all, no interest in doing that. Bunch of goddamn Toys R Us kids exactly. at this table. <laughs> I'm Jeffrey. Blink-182 <laughs> Inception <laughs> happening right here. Exactly. Yep. I just know, speaking of old guys, I'm just looking at at, uh, at Mr. Foss over here playing with his drinks. Fast. and I'm sorry, it's fast. Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fast here. And I think he just noticed that he, he had matched the color of the glass along with the beer label. Yeah. Look, I look am not the, OCD in any way. <laughs> Do you see this? Yeah, He's looking at it. You're making sure. It's fucking perfect. Don't touch that OCD, kid. <laughs> Take a photograph of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess I'm not that closeted about anything I love because I don't have time to be closeted about shit. I'm not ashamed of anything I listen to. Right. Uh, oh. Except around certain people like. Like I don't know. Like I, I, I don't get embarrassed by it. I'm just I still like, have that I, punk rock age, so I'm like, I like this, so fuck you. It's, yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's yeah. it took me a right. few years to get back into that. There's, uh, yeah, there's a dodge. Yeah. Well there's the there was the uh, I my sorry mom, because my mom occasionally listens to the podcast when she can figure out how to use her phone. <laughs> what uh, station it's on? She Yeah, she you know what station it's on. She WK, to, WKRP. Yeah, like just tune in to fucking ninety six seven WKRP. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Fever. Yeah, Doctor Johnny Fever. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, I don't know. I my parents uh, embarrassed the shit out of me when I was a kid, constantly, oh. and and they did it on purpose, right? Same. And they didn't realize what kind of bullshit that kind of messes with your head. You know, when mm-hmm. you have kids, you're already the the fat poor uh, new kid and getting made fun of already. And then they do shit like drive around with canoes on top of the van right. <laughs> uh, to pick you up from school because they didn't want to take them down. Cause we're just going to go canoeing again this weekend. Yeah. That kind of shit. Cause kids are assholes. Right? right. So I did everything in my power to strip down most of my personality publicly. So I didn't embarrass my kid. And then oh, I realized boy. that was a dumb thing to do, but I realized it when she was about 18. Dude, so I, like now she was I kind of just a don't, badass. She, you had nothing to do with yeah. it. I yeah. definitely had zero to do with her being cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, my kids, I, I, I absolutely go out of my way to uh, try and and do whatever I can that, that will make them kind of turn red if I if I can. Um, I used to do that like publicly, like yeah. not uh, not publicly. I rather I would do that privately. Just a just say shit like, oh, you know, your mom used to be fucking. Your mom's looking yeah. like a snack, like just shit yeah. like that. But I would never do it publicly because I didn't want her friends to ever give her a reason to make fun of her. No, so she already started off with the last name of Fellers. Like she already right, kids right. will find their I, own. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I played Cards Against Humanity with my uh, teenagers the oh, other day. Oh God, it's the worst mistake you'll ever make as a as a dad of daughters. Nah. You don't want to know what they know. Yeah, no, um, I do. Is it still shocking? Is it how old are your daughters? You just said daughters. So okay, so you... the two that I was playing with, I was playing with my 15 year old son and my two 16 year old daughters, okay. and my 16 year old um, stepson, my girlfriend's son. So they're right. 16. They know everything at this point. Oh, they go oh to public gosh. schools, like, dude. They well, know everything. everything. And <laughs> and my yeah. and, and unfortunately, my 11 slash almost 12 year old was sitting around, and he knows as much as they do because he's like like I am. I my brothers were 
nine and between nine and 13 years older than me and they were in rock bands in LA. I knew way too much stuff mm -hmm. at like 11 and 12. And so I'm just like looking at their answers and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I like that answer, but I don't like that answer at the same time. Because, From you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it was, if it was, if it was the four of us sitting around and right, I saw fine. that answer come yeah. up, I'm like, hell yeah, that's funny. But I'm like, Oh, this is just, this is bad. Um, <clears throat> but uh, back onto the subject, new stuff. Um, my one daughter decided she wants to play bass, and the songs that I have to learn are Five Seconds of Summer songs because oh. she's got uh, crushes on all of them. She's kind of hot, though. Yeah, we kind of learned that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my daughter picked that, picks that song right up. Uh, it, and it's funny, uh, and, and I'm, I'm su I, super stupid proud dad moment. Um, I've taken her down to uh, like Eric's office for band practice with 8 Kilo Cat. I've taken her over to Jeremy's house when we messed around and uh, like you can just show her things and she'll pick it up. It, it Like if you give her just a couple of times through, she'll deal with it. It's and, almost like her dad is a musician who does the same thing. Um, the bad <laughs> exactly. thing is, is she's yeah, like, no shit. She's, she's like her dad and she's got so much stage fright and I keep t trying to tell her, I'm like, look, man, it's how you deal with that. It, you can either internalize it and like not do stuff or you can internalize it and just do stuff anyway. Feed the Both, both feed you the guys monster. have. Jeremy, yeah. you've got stage fright also. Is that true? You, uh, yeah. You get yeah. really nervous about it. Even now. When, yeah, you, always. when you start yeah. playing, though, does it go away it at does. that point? It like does. When you just you start playing, chair, that's it. Yeah. You same for you. Sentence, same for you. Same thing. You start playing, you're good to go. It, yeah. it goes away usually after like the first uh, the first um, couple of songs. The first time after Jeremy starts sounding like an idiot because he has stage fright. Yeah. <laughs> then it goes away. I'm like, oh, that guy's way more nervous than me. All right, let's fucking do yeah. this. Even when, I played, yeah, exactly. even when I played with the big boy drums in a, in a regular band, um, like I would play like the first song and I used to play with five with uh, five B's. Uh, it's the size of drumstick and it's a little bit thicker. And I would have to, after like the first couple of songs, I could feel the fatigue in my forearms because the tension. I was choking yep. these things to death. And I'm like, hey, they're already dead. And so after like the first set, I would switch over to five A's and I could feel everything kind of loosen up. And uh, you you kind of get into a, into a groove. And it's kind of the same way uh, with Jeremy. It's like after that first song and it doesn't completely like derail, like we're not taking a dirt road with the train, uh, I feel okay. Um, but yeah, I actually, it's stupid. I have a, like a pregame type of thing. I will go in, I will use the restroom. I will wash my face off uh, in the sink. I'll look at myself in the mirror and say, okay. I wipe my face. Do you whip your I dick go. out Dirk Diggler style? Uh, like fucking, I am I, a golden God. And I, you're just like, helicopter. So, <laughs> Joe. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, no, the whipping part, you have the. Uh, I mean, there's only so much you can do with like the this. whipping part. Yeah, like I I said earlier, well, it's not so much. It's a little whirl. It's more of a whirly bird yeah, yeah. than a helicopter. Well, actually. Have you ever seen? Like I said earlier, have you, have you ever seen a navel orange? Like when I go pee, if I squat a navel. right, navel. If I squat right, if I squat right, and wash I my hands my, and I aim my thighs myself. at the toilet, I would pee right down my thighs into the toilet. It's oh, fun. this fucking guy. He's like, I, I use a she-we at home. Oh, God. Uh, it's funny you mentioned five seconds of summer because I told yeah. Portia, another proud dad moment, uh, Portia was going to see One Direction Okay. when she was, I don't know, 14, 15, and I said, uh, do they have an opening band? She goes, yeah, they're like five seconds of summer. I'm like, you should check them out because 
many of the bands that I still love to this day, I discovered them when they were opening up for somebody. They were special guests. They weren't even yeah. named on the bill. Yep. And a lot of bands that went on to become pretty fucking big, I saw as opening acts. Yep. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, just pay attention to them because those guys are usually the ones that are at their merch booth, that they don't have a merch guy. They're doing their own merch, you know, that kind of shit. And she's still a Five Seconds of Summer fan, like a big fan. And the 1979 is another one. Oh, yeah. 1979 is good. Yeah, those guys are really fucking good. Good throwback, synthy kind of shit. Just really, really good. I don't know if they ever made it big, but Yellow Card... uh, you don't know if Yellow Card made it big. <laughs> I watched Yellow Card play at at a at a Warp Tour on a trailer as we were walking into Warp okay. Tour. Okay, so was that in uh, Phoenix at the um, was that Phoenix or Vegas? Okay, so yeah. I saw them playing on a trailer walking in. Uh, Phoenix would have been I don't remember two thousand three maybe. And actually, yeah. the drummer covered for a couple other bands like yeah that Yellow Card's like, good yeah or they were I don't know if they're even still around. Weird but, soccer themed pop punk yeah. with a violin. I saw them. Yeah. I saw them open for uh, so strange. Such a strange thing, but it works listen, somehow. Listen to this lineup. It was Yellow Card, Smile, Empty Souls, Static X, and Jane's Addiction. Talk about a band that will play with anyone. <laughs> Fucking Yellow Card, Jesus hey, Christ! Can you guess? Hey, which talk about this lineup. Let's talk about the lineup in Mexico now. Here's oh, a, here's okay. a band that he. That's the like, big oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that line. Okay. There's two groups. I went. Well, holy shit! That's pretty. He, he, Joe happens to think that Jeremy's gonna hate. Okay, this. so. Okay. I think Jeremy's just going like to Juarez, so we bring knives. Everybody not say it? it's Cancun, so you bring oh, guns. Okay. Everybody say okay. yes with they've heard of the band. <laughs> okay. You've heard of all of them, except for maybe have, one. Okay, so there's one band on here that I follow on Facebook because Paul mentioned them okay. years ago. Okay. They're called Driving and Crying. They're out of, are they out oh. of Georgia? Atlanta area, yeah. Atlanta okay. area. Yeah. Which I've come to find out they were regional. They had regional yes. hits. Like, I never heard of them in the Midwest. But from a 90s. Pretty heavy, it's, 90s. Like, it's like Hooting the Blowfish is very, very popular regionally. Right. And then they went a little bit And bigger, then they but. went huge. Jen Blossoms. Okay. Yes. So, the headliners are Hooting the Blowfish and Bare Naked Ladies. I would watch Bare, bare Naked Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies are a talented group. Can, can, hold on. Okay, wait. So, then it goes, you guys, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's ashamed. This is men of a certain age, okay? And I, I would, I would go to this. I, I would go to this event. I include Both myself in this. Bill? Yeah. Hootie the Blowfish, Bare Naked Ladies, Blues Traveler, okay, Toad the, the Wet, Toad the Wet Sprocket. I would watch. That's that. Jason Marino's favorite band Dude. in the entire no fucking shit. world. Oh, I would, God. I would cover a Toad the Wet Sprocket song right now. You guys, it gets, I will not. It gets Hold better. On. It gets kind of, to me. It gets better. Better than Ezra, okay. which I fucking Good. love that band. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, spin Doctors. Oh, oh yes. I saw them late. at the Gorge and George. Hey, that, really? Yes. I've never seen the Spin Doctors. What's okay, so it? here's what I did. There were three bands. They were the headliner. I watched the first two. They started. I Hold on. I, I'm a camp. Pause just for a second. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Everything. This is like the fourth fucking helicopter that's taken off. Yes, yeah, I've heard there's that. There's something yes, going sure. on. A it's fuck. a big. This is all medical helicopters. Hey, man. Here. Guess what? Oh. I got the night off. I don't care about whatever mask. I'm just pointing out. This is this is rare. This is boom, boom, boom. Anyway, go. They're like, hey, can you come in and help? No, no. I've had like 18 whiskeys. They're like, just come in and work in the ER. Everybody there's drunk anyway. There's a there's a song by the Spin Doctors. It's not late. It's not late. It's early. Fourth. What time is it? Listen to that song by the Spin Doctors. It's amazing. Super amazing. Song. Nothing is amazing by the Spin Doctors no, live. Song? I assure you. Oh well, maybe oh, not. Okay. a problem. Okay. I'll send you a video of the, that they did probably six months ago. Uh, they did a handful, of just like their hits. Did he wear that stupid uh, hat? Uh, no, he didn't have the stupid <laughs> hat. <laughs> it's not 1993. <laughs> Give him a fucking break. All right, let's continue. But it, What's no, okay, 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 okay. Uh, toadies. 
Hoo-ah! Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. great. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. I would go there just yeah, for that. Behind, behind the boat, for sure. Behind yeah. the boat, yes. <laughs> behind the boat, solid. Yes. I'll show you my dark Do you secret. Do you want to die? <laughs> I don't think that I remember that yeah. lyric in there, Jeremy. Do I don't. You want to die? I do remember that song. Yes. yes. Or that Sister Hazel. Okay. Oh yes. Yep. yes. Incredible fucking songwriting. Yep. Totally underrated acoustic-y kind of band yeah. from the nineties. Horrible so. production. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then driving and crying. Who? That's the one you Which guys haven't so heard funny. of. so funny. I was like, hey, we're going to be at this festival January 26th through the 29th, 2022 in Riviera, Cancun. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you're like, what the fuck? My yeah. thing is, I, I would watch I, that if I didn't have to travel to Cancun to see it. I fucking zone. <laughs> if, I, if I happen to be in Cancun. Yeah. Then, yeah, then, motherfucker. Then you'll, then you'll like, uh, go. Yeah. Half of those bands I've already seen live. Like I, but I've never seen Hootie, and I'm telling you right now, Cracked Rear View is the best album from 1994. Hey, 100%. So yeah. if you want to see... I, a Darius Rucker's playing in uh, Laughlin in like a month. Yeah, he'll do all the. Is songs. he really? Seriously. Yeah, he'll I know do that. all the songs. I don't. He doesn't. Do they? Does he do all the songs? I'm pretty sure he does all country songs he, now. He does the country version. He's not Aaron Southern Lewis. Lewis. He'll recap. No, he's not Aaron Lewis because he's not white. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's he'll recap the hits. He's one fucking he's the black racist Aaron. rant from away from being Aaron Lewis. He's like black Aaron Lewis. There's a yin for every yang. Black Aaron Lewis. Wow. Like, he's like what's the what's the Dave Chappelle? What's the what, what was his the black uh, white supremacist? Tomorrow night at the juke joint. Darius Rucker followed by but Aaron, Aaron Lewis, Lewis followed by David Duke sings his hits. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Followed by the song, The House Next Door to Me was bought by... <laughs> Followed by the okay. SWAT team. What is it? Yeah. Is it Screwdriver? Is that a white power band? I, think, I feel like it's uh, yeah, Screwdriver. Like screwdriver. That. Something like that. I want to say Devil Driver, but I know they're not a white supremacist band. They're not. I think screw, Screwdriver Joe, is one of Joe, anyway. I was right. Amy said, Joe, Joe had a beer with Aaron Lewis. I did. In, oh, uh, I, had a, I had several beers with Aaron Lewis, actually. Yeah. He, uh, I went up to... Uh, Curtis has heard this before, probably, maybe. I did. I, uh, I was up in... Uh, in Vegas, just shopping and uh, like headed to the Galleria, and I looked at Sunset, you know, the Sunset Station, or whatever. That big and it said Aaron Lewis yeah. tonight, and I was like, "What?" Cool. This was like 2004, maybe. Like Jesus. stained, it just barely stopped. Yeah, you know, touring or whatever that kind of broke up or whatever. And I'm like, oh, "Well, that's kind of cool." And then I realized I didn't have to work the next day. And I'm like, "Well, fuck, I sh- I'm gonna go do some shopping." And then I like went over to the Sunset and walked it. I was like, I asked like the concert. I'm gonna buy hey, where- some stuff and then went and watch Aaron Wasn't like, Lewis. Wasn't like, oh, no- I sounded like that too. And I didn't fucking mean to sound like that. But <laughs> fucking shopping. I mean, that's the, the, the Galleria. The Galleria. I went to Macy's and it was amazing. <laughs> they have a new were line. Like Aaron Lewis and I was like, yeah, that is. Oh yes. Oh yes. And I was like. It's been a while. Oh god, it's I, been a while. I, I could go full. Since Har- I have, yes, anyway. I could go full Harvey Firestein. Is, is it like, true when you said you walked oh, it's in? It's been and a while. <laughs> did, didn't you? Did, <laughs> this is out of control. It fucking is out of control. Joe, bring this shit in. I, Joe, didn't you say you walked in there and there was like a bartender? I like, walked, oh, yeah, what do I do? And they, I, oh, he's gonna play right there. And it was just a little tiny bar with a little. And you baby bought the stage. ticket from the bartender or something. I, I was like, like how much is it? He, and no, there was no tickets. Oh. And he's like, oh, it's a two drink minimum. I'm like, well, I was gonna do that anyway. <laughs> I'll so, take like, two sassy drinks then. And <laughs> two Cosmos. Uh, excuse me, it was a Cape Cod. Thank you very much. All the Apple Teeny, please. Easy on the Teeny. I'm driving. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, so you had two the edit you sat there. There was no one else there, really. There was, like, maybe six other people in the whole bar, and Aaron Lewis played all of ABBA's greatest hits, and it was amazing. 
<laughs> he had a drum machine there. He named it Curtis. Uh, take a chance on me. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. Fernando. Fernando. I may die here. But he he played and played all a this bunch of, all this stuff his his solo yeah, stuff yeah, which was right. very little he didn't even have an album out yet and he played a bunch of stained songs right uh, and then he's like all right thanks and you hear this like blood stained American <laughs> yeah, song like one or two people clapping he's like curse you the red white and blue like he, he sang some Toby Keith it was pretty amazing oh my god uh, anyway but then he sat down afterward he just walked up to the bar next to me I was like hey man fucking well done and he's like hey thanks brother and just sat there what's your name. And we hung out for, I don't know, probably like an hour, hour and a couple half. beers. Right. Yeah, a couple beers. And then I was like, all right, man, I got to get going. He's like, yeah, man, me too. I'm in Albuquerque. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you're like, no, you're not. I, <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're in Vegas, bro. No, he's headed to Albuquerque the yeah, next no. day. I'm going to be in Albuquerque the next day. Open your eyes, asshole. I actually <laughs> got a chance to hang out with, uh, with uh, Bad Religion and Flogging Molly uh, one night at the Hard Rock. We watched them play. And then uh, we there was so much traffic. That my friend Josh and I were like, screw it, we'll change clothes in the truck, and we'll head down to the bar. We'll have a couple of drinks before we head head home. And uh, we end up sitting in the bar, and um, Jay Bentley comes in, and and it's funny because he's wearing this Kentucky. like the guy that builds the cars. Uh, well, yeah, like, Mr. Bentley. Motor, yeah. No, motor, actually, Jay Bentley is a motorcycle mechanic, I think, in his hobby. But he plays bass for... The for, guy who builds the... Who's going to even get that? I, what I, the fuck? I got it. I, it took me three seconds to get it. We get it. We, we get it. You're funny. That's solid, Chris. So, so anyway, it's funny because he's wearing this Kentucky shirt on stage. And it's a horse. it's a horse head that says Kentucky with a horseshoe around it. And I look at my friend Josh and I go, that's Jay Bentley. And he goes, from Bad Religion? I'm like, yeah, we just watched him play. Like, no, from the cars. Yeah, like literally two <laughs> seconds ago. The cars. Yeah, no, Rick O'Casey. I get it, because um, of Bentley. It was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It was magic. Um, <laughs> so uh, I go, he's literally wearing the same clothes he was wearing on stage. And so we hung out. Uh, we ended up actually going to the gift shop and buying a camera. And taking pictures of them, there's there's shit on my face. You and Jay Bentley went to the gift shop to buy a camera. No, me and Josh. Oh, <laughs> but we we actually hung out. Did with you him. guys skip? Did he yeah, try on the way to the gift shop? Yeah, car. we we actually hung out with him until about four o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> oh shit! Drinking it, and uh, eventually, uh, everybody but Brett Garowitz showed up, um, and I actually got to talk to Brooks Wackerman, which was a hundred percent amazing. Um, I, and I and I asked him, I was like, I know you play punk, I know you played for the Vandals. I, and now bad religion and Brooks Wackerman is the like one of the most amazing drummers. Yeah, ever. he's versatile. He's he's up there with uh, Josh Freese. His his whole family yeah. his whole they family is like played drum. Steve I. <laughs> so oh his, shit. Well, yeah, his whole family is drum royalty. His brother, his dad is an amazing drummer. His brother Chad played with Frank Zappa. Um, Brooks uh, went from Bad Religion to um, A7X, and people said he couldn't cover the rev, and I was like, oh, that guy's gonna eat the rev, and he did, and he did a good job. But I actually, I got the chance to ask him. I said, I know you play punk and I know you do all this stuff, but I, I, and this shows my age, unfortunately. I said, what is in your CD player when you sit, sit down to just play? And it was amazing to hear. He's like, obviously, I, I throw some like punk in there because that's kind of like my stuff. He's like, uh, I listen to some metal. He goes, but a lot of times I just delve back into like old time jazz. He's like, I like to do a lot of, uh, like big band stuff, like shuffle times, weird stuff like that. And that's when I really started kind of like trying to dial in sh like shuffle times. And that's when I realized that 
Rosanna, even though it's kind of like a crappy 80s song to most people, is probably one of the hardest songs ever to it's play. It's an incredibly complex song. Uh, Picaro <clears throat> Shuffle is stupid to play. And uh, I've only heard one person in this town that even gets close, and it's Danny Aguirre. And, and I say close, but I mean, he was pretty much dead on the last time I heard it. Um, but yeah, it, I love asking drummers. I met the drummer for Berlin uh, when Terry Nunn played, um, and, I, and I asked him the same thing. I love asking drummers that stupid question i know it's a stupid question but it's like hey what do you practice to what do you what's your as long as you lead with i'm a drummer and i'm trying to get better rather than what's in your cd player girl like yeah don't yeah hey baby what do you like to get off to 2112 right wow (laughs) hey what do you practice to your mom i practice (laughs) to pictures of terry nunn i totally would definitely have practiced to terry Terry nunn a friend of mine like liked dale bozio from from missing persons and I've always liked uh, Terry Nunn, and we watched them at uh, the Lost Ladies live show, and they came out, and I was like, "My girl crush looks better than yours," because uh, Del Bozio looks like Joey Ramone now. Oh, oof! She looks like Ka- Ka- Patty Smith, real bad. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, she's hit a wall. Yeah, sure. Patty Smith looks like if you took Joey Ramone, and- Joey Ramone, and beat him with a and bat, made, made a hit a wall. Oh my and God! Then, and then he <laughs> hit a that wall. That bad? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah Patty that- Smith is rough. I saw uh, Berlin at uh, Pride in the Pines 2014 in Flagstaff. Nice, yeah. And when I found out that they were going to be there, I kind of lost my shit a little bit because I never got to see Berlin, well, in their heyday because I was too yeah, young. Obviously. Um, yeah. But, uh, and they, oh, God. And I think because I was singing a bunch of their songs, I think she thought I was just another gay boy in the audience. So she mm. leaned out into the crowd like over t- she was on the shoulders like sitting on the shoulders of one of the security guys yeah. and leaned down and gave me a kiss on the cheek and we we're singing no more words like just singing like singing along and uh she gave me a kiss on the cheek and i'm like i'm fucking that's it i'm gonna go home jerk off go to bed yeah. and die Joe's sorry like, portia we're in the middle of pine trees but i've just got wood i got so much wood <laughs> sorry flagstaff <laughs> <laughs> hmm. no that's not a cell tower and you so see. paul what are you embarrassed to admit that you listen to yeah. what is your what is your? They, I know you don't really get embarrassed, embarrassed? anymore. Embarrassed? What's closet, your guilty pleasure? What's your guilty listening? pleasure? Oh this guy's gosh, that open. term guilty pleasure. God, well, is, we, it, we, is, is it? We, the we all know. We all know. I'm a Jewel fan. So there's, there's that. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Is that rain? Yes, that, it is. That is is everyone's windows? Holy that crap! Sounds beautiful. Is everyone's windows? Up? I can't believe yes. it. Yes, sir. Yes, they are. Let me look at the radar wow. real quick. Wow! Everybody's listening to the rain on the first time. They've, people have heard this now. This we got rain, and Paul didn't announce it on Facebook first. Well, I think with Holy that, maybe, maybe we'll take another break and let this pass a little bit because I'm having to shout. Okay, that's let's fair. do that. That's amazing. Our We're getting a big fucking... Of the gloom. All right, that's All right, it. Another listen break. to Riders on All the right. Storm. Just kidding.
are back after the rain break because in the desert it only rains for 12 minutes at a time. It was it was far less than 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. It was uh, like are correct. Two minutes maybe. It cooled everything down and made it nice and muggy, so that's good. My yeah. hair is gigantic. Paul so. sounds like my girlfriend. <laughs> it was far less I do? than 12 minutes. It was two minutes. Was, uh, ooh. <laughs> that's, oh, that's ooh. ten minutes of cuddling, and then you both get sweaty and roll over. Ooh. You did that yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was a ooh self burn. Do you like to do, do it, it yourself? yourself? <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. All right, sunny day gains. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> oh, Foss just about lost it. He about lost it. About did a spit take. Sunny day gains. Yeah, that's my new handle. What, what right? is your? That is your new handle. Uh-huh. What is? Uh, because it's ridiculous to even <laughs> yes, think sir. about. What is your uh, guilty pleasure? You started to talk Still, about. Still, right off the van, it was Jewel. I've seen her a couple times in uh, Chastain Park and downtown Atlanta, just north side of downtown Atlanta. Cause I, you know why? Because I, she she writes her own stuff. She stands up there with her fucking guitar and sings it. And she, that's, it's her. She, she tells her story. She's doing the car, whole thing. Living in a car by right. herself. In Alaska, that kind of thing. Her story van. is pretty rough. It's a, it's yeah. a good story. It's a true, I assume it is real. Is that yeah. she really do all that stuff? I hope know? so. Like to blew a hobo in Juno. Right. Like that, like that's from <laughs> yeah. her. I didn't hear that. Isn't her dad like a, far, like aren't, isn't she, does she come like from really like farmers and stuff? I think so. She has very humble beginnings. Yeah. And you know, like yeah. blew a hobo in Juno. Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with Is that me? a that song? Like, that, that was a, twice. No. Standing right, on twice. a corner in Winslow, Arizona, or I blew a hobo with <laughs> Juno. Yeah. Either one are poetic. <laughs> fool me once, can't fool me again. Right. I, I'm trying to think of another uh, another God. artist that I like that's gonna be like, really, you like that person? I, I tell you, okay, here's one. I'm gonna get fucking nailed for this. Go. And you know this, Joe, who I liked and everybody hates. You Uh-oh. know, and I actually saw them in concert. Rush. <laughs> 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 Neil, I, is I, I, Neil Peart the best best drummer in the world? He's not even the best drummer in the in, the, in, in Rush. Rush. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> no. Bam! I would, I would love to hear Getty Lee say that shit. Like, <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. I was like, so the best drummer is Rush, Rush ever gonna play again? And and Alex Lifeson's like, absolutely not. Not without Neil and Getty's like, really? We found Kurt Larson. He's gonna play. He's just fine. <laughs> yeah. that, that would never be said. Uh, a yeah, when Alex Lifeson was in Kingman, he ran across we Kurt when he was here. Yeah, people know this. They know this. A guy friend does. of mine said one time. He goes, you know, ACDC is better than Rush. And I looked at him and I go, you know, ACDC wouldn't even say that. <laughs> right. That's how I know that. I don't know who the deaf person is you were speaking to. But I I mean, honestly, like, fuck ACDC. Do you know, don't say it. You know, I'm going where no, I'm going with I, this. It's a I, 90s, 90s band, pretty popular. Uh-oh. Well, there's a couple choices now I'm thinking of. We it, already people. cover it's Hanson, right? <laughs> Bob, Hansen. right? No. Well, he's trying to go he, ahead. He's trying to Jeremy's trying to sign who it might be, I guess. No. All right. Creed. Oh my god. That's it. I I was That's the nickelback of the nineties. Yes, it is yes it is. <laughs> I liked Creed when they came out. I did. I did I don't listen to him now. You know I did like and I saw the, Right. <laughs> yeah. Go. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, I did too. I was in the army. Oh at the time. god, it Jeremy, was, it was cool. I bought the Creed, my own prison CD. I was like, well, "That's this fair. Is, <laughs> this, is, yep. this is awesome." I had some friends. I had some friends that yes. were like super into Creed. I, yeah. I, you think you know somebody? <laughs> you know, God damn. Then they nicknamed themselves Sunny Day. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that band right. is now called no. That oh god, I can't believe you brought that up. Hey, I'm okay. confessing. I'm I, confessing. It's fine. I get it. I get it. This you is know? like going to what's it's that called? It's about an era to, in your the, life. Yeah, you go to the Catholic guy with the through the wall. The, that's it. Priest of confession. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, it's about an era in your life because yeah. both yes. of yeah. both of the groups groups being Jewel right. and Creed right. that he mentioned are like a, a perfect moment in time. Right. I listened to them when I was in Hawaii when I was stationed there and they were great and they were a moment in time. And then they passed and I was like, yeah, what the fuck was I thinking? Next but chapter now. At next that next moment, chapter. it was great. And I love their story and I love their sound. And then uh, I didn't hear everything like, about it again. You know? It's but like, like Toad the like, Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket takes me right back to my living room in the 90s. Like I was... Uh, I married early. Uh, I I can see my living room when I hear those songs. I'm like, oh my gosh! It I takes you back. No, story. those I, songs I sound it. like mistakes. It does. I. Wow! Tough crowd. Wow! Speaking of sunny days, all right. <laughs> Beautiful, sir. Be- hey, that that was a good one. That was yeah. <laughs> that was fair. I'm so Cheers. music. It's uh, amazing that music let's, is. Let's try and keep them above the waist now. <laughs> music. Yeah, that was kind of a low blow. Like that was. Uh, yikes! It is cool how music is like that. It, it and and everything that we've talked about tonight when it comes to music. I like Dave Matthews Band. I just remember thinking, man, these guys are really good, and I saw the people that were listening to it i'm like i would not ever fucking hang out with you letterman jacket assholes like <laughs> that's what that's what made well, the difference the that's people what that fucking pissed them. me off because like i like this music but you guys fucking suck music is music and it becomes a genre and then you change your mind and so, then yeah and then you, you move go. on because yeah. assholes listen to so it so here's the thing the first time i heard the violent films i i was uh we were in, i was in and i remember it like vividly i was in a hyundai excel like an 86 hyundai excel or uh, thereabouts it was a just a pile of shit car and it had like crappy speakers and i hear like uh and i hear blister in the sun and i'm like this sounds like a fucking garage band i'm like there's more production value that's in because it. of your speakers are that the bad the thing that's is, why. is you say it sounds like a garage band that's another way of saying that they suck and their production value is yeah, garbage yeah their production value is <laughs> so was shit and i love that yeah. but it's a great song I, no I, I like anything that violent femmes did because it's fucking weird and wacky right but here's the it's, thing is later on in life i i have grown to love a bunch of stuff that i like when i grew up i was like oh man and i remember the girls that would listen to that stuff we used to call tomato heads uh, back in the 80s it was weird because they would dress dress all gothy they were like i'm just like robert smith i'm the saddest man in rock and roll you know what i mean and they were all dressed in like black face or white face paint black hair and I, like heavy eyeliner and it was like crazy but now i i actually like love that music and if you watch like the evolution of like robert smith you can actually see where he went from like Hey, I'm happy to, oh shit, I'm super sad to, oh, I'm happy again. To happy again, and that pissed yeah. off everybody. All the people are yeah. like, I'm sad too. And they're like, Robert Smith fell in love. He started writing love songs that yeah. were good. They were not good, that were happy love songs. Right. Not like, I love her, she hates me. Right. And it and turns out, I love her, she loves me back. And people are like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Like Stain. <laughs> like Stain. Like Stain. Well, Stain exactly. came out sad and angry and fucked up, and they were great. And he got happy and money, and they were like, Blue, who the fuck is this guy? Blue October. Yeah, exactly. Blue October was was the oh, same a, way. A, a, the epitome. Yeah. The oh epitome my god. Of that. Uh, and actually, it's funny uh, because <laughs> now that Jeremy's mentioned Justin it, Furstenfeld, amazing <laughs> writer, yeah. amazing lyricist. Then he got happy and 
now he's who's terrible. this guy? Who now the hell is this guy? Now he hopes good things for her. Like yeah. he he was literally killing her in her bedroom with her boyfriend, like, and now he wishes good things. It's like really weird. But and I hope the stab wound heals in your heart because yeah. I love you still. Inter- yeah. Interesting little <laughs> poster for that is is a few years ago when I was going through the uh, <clears throat> second divorce. Jeremy sent me. <laughs> Jeremy sent me. Jeremy sent me a song by Blue October, and it says something about now all I have is the tattoo ring on my finger. Yep. And he sends me this song with the interesting little postscript to it that says, "Try not to kill yourself." <laughs> that's <laughs> Jesus. That does sound kind of like Foss. But that's absolutely yeah. Mr. Foss. Like you know, it worked. Totally, He's like, hey, and, check this out. Try I not feel to like it worked. And when I listened to it, when I listened to it, I was like. <clears throat> I was like this motherfucker right here, and it made me smile because I was like, only, only that asshole can like he knows me that well, and that's and that's great, and and I, I appreciate that about my friends. Like, if anybody who knows me out there, and don't you forget it, and you and, will play and, drums for me for the rest of your life. <laughs> and and not a lot of people do know me that way, but I, like, I don't mind you shitting on my stuff, and 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 I will totally like beat you up. But at the end of the day, it it'll end in a hug, and we'll and it'll be great. Um, well, you can't shit on my stuff because I'm perfect. Like, oh yeah, I've, I've, I have impeccable taste in music. I'm sorry, I'm with Sunny Day Gaines and, I, and, 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 and Joe Fellers. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's I have funny an you bring up like, pile of shit that you brought up. Uh, enjoy my drink. Uh, <laughs> Foss just grabbed my drink. It was double pour. What I did. It was, a, it, thank it, you. it was a Foss pour. It was a Foss pour. I, I did it's, what I did with Katie Katie Tigan at uh, at uh, Teague, Hey, you Teague got her name right. It's been like five years. At, uh, at the uh, I it was Burns Festival. I just kept grabbing her drinks at the Burns. Uh, uh, at Burns Night. Burns Night, yeah. Anyway, Which is probably going to happen again. We think it is. <clears throat> anyway. Katie we talk about guilty Did we talk about your guilty pleasure confession? I don't know. Music <laughs> I, confession. I, don't, I don't really get too guilty about it. Like a, it was Dua Lipa. That was his. Dua Lipa, yeah. I, I, that's my most recent guilty pleasure, but like I don't know. Uh, I'm going to listen to some Dua Lipa now. By the way, when people start mentioning stuff to me, like uh, uh, the Beach Boys and stuff like that, when they were like, oh, he's a genius. I, I wasn't really a big Beach Boys fan, so I went back and I started listening to like the Smile Sessions and Pet Sounds and stuff like that, and I could hear the genius in it. Absolutely. Um, but it usually takes somebody, like when you send me stuff sometimes when, when we're just kind of going back and forth or you mention something to me at, at Blackridge and you're like, oh, you need to check these guys out. And I'm, I'll go home and I'll like download their whole like cat catalog and just start picking through it. Um, and it's because I, I want to appreciate what you appreciate about it. I want to yeah, hear course. how you hear it. Um, I'm like that with Chris Lay and Steve Vai because he's, oh. I'm just still trying to understand it and I just don't get it. Oh, Steve Vai is amazing. I, I, I understand that Steve Vai is talented, <laughs> uh, a talented guitarist. <laughs> yeah. I understand that he's a talented guitarist. Hero. Oh, okay. My right. hero. Frank, Frank Zappa. <laughs> big Frank Zappa. coming here, but... Frank, Frank Zappa. But I've uh, never heard him sing. No, he uh, and nor I, should you. And that's fine. I, I don't know. I, you know. I don't know enough about him to, to speak about it, but I just know that what I have heard is like, well, it just sounds like a really long guitar solo. That's and what it is. Kinda, it's, it's a it, it's groundbreaking guitar things that uh, don't apply to like pop. Wait a minute. I I, I Gary, get it. That's Gary so Hoey. condescending the way you put that. Thank you. Uh, no, it is. My it pop is. sensibilities well, like, can't understand Steve I. You know who you sound like? Wesley Snipes and White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> like trying to like talking was like telling uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Joe, have you, you can held... listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. Right, have, right. have you yeah. held a double yeah. neck guitar? Yeah. 
ambidextrously? I, I, uh, no. I, no? Ha- I have held one, but not ambidextrously, and nor can I play uh, then, one. Uh, um, I, you a, don't know. Uh, so, no offense, don't know. Joe, <laughs> Joe Satriani made his living by not singing any lyrics. Gary Hoey did the same thing. Is it, Eric, is it Eric Johnson that does Cliffs of Dover? Yep. Eric uh, Johnson, amazing. Not a, not, a, not a lyric one, but amazing songs. 100% amazing songs. Um, and Steve I just listened to Zappa around that era when Steve I was playing with him and you'll understand a lot of incredible guitar stuff um i think maybe i don't have the maturity to appreciate a lot of that stuff maybe that's my problem yeah you're not a you're not a man of a certain age no 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 i don't i get it i get it i don't i don't mean actual age on the earth i mean like age upstairs uh but like strings in hand thing yeah and i also am not a guitarist like i can kind of Uh, play a guitar i understand the rudiments of it but i'm not a guitarist like like jeremy or chris or steve vi I bang You're on like the, how I put those. I put Jeremy ra- Foss, Chris a wide range I, between yeah. the three of us yeah. is ridiculous. I, yes. I bang. I bang on piles of wood and metal. I have no idea what how that how that instrument works at all. But I can appreciate it. it's the same with like bass guitar. I I love listening to a bass guitar. I love Les Claypool. I love. There's a group called SMV. Uh, um, it's Marcus Miller, uh, Victor Wooten, and um, I forget who the Stanley Clark. And oh, it's just, Stanley Clark! Wow, we, we it, did a little research on it, him. It, he lives in Sedona. Uh, yeah, you know, do you know that? He, I did he not. He lives in Sedona. We think wow. he, he walks in and does like open mic sessions at a Dude. couple breweries in Sedona and a couple bars down there, and just like shows up. Listen to that SMV album. It's all three bass players, and that's and it's just three bass players and a drummer. And that sounds fucking fantastic. I saw Victor Wooten play at uh, the Green Room in Flagstaff, yeah. the former crazy. Green Room in Flagstaff. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Yeah, and it wasn't amazing. even a sold out show. It was like six bucks to get in. Yeah, Stanley yeah. Jordan was was amazing. The first time I saw him play, I went, "Holy shit!" I mean, he's just a kind of a kind of Stanley a, Clark. You're thinking of Stanley Jordan. He's talking about Stanley Clark. Oh, I thought you said I, I thought you said Stanley Jordan. No, Stanley he? Clark. Yes. I was thinking of Stan- yeah, yeah, Stanley. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Stanley God. Jordan. Stanley Jordan lives lives in, uh, in Sedona. In Sedona. Okay. Yeah, never Stan- mind. Yeah, you know Stan- Stanley Jordan? Like Blue Note, Stanley okay. Jordan? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yes. Me? Yeah. We looked at this. We're talking on the podcast, Wait, and we said, "Who's this?" Yeah, he's the one that goes into bars oh and, and restaurants. What does just open mic nights? And so, in Joe, we were on the talking about it, and Joe looked at. He said, "Where's he up to?" Paul, he fucking lives in Sedona. What the fuck? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, and he goes in and just he just goes into places and plays. And Eleanor stuff. Rigby, Blue Note, Stanley Jordan. I've not heard that, but that sounds amazing. Wow. It's a he's an amazing guitar. Really, wow. the amazing word is used. Yeah, that guy, yes. Stanley Jordan. Sorry, I used my Google machine. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so we should find I mean, out if it's going to be playing. I don't know. He's just going to we need to hang out in Sedona, I guess. Can just... we just talk about the fact that uh, Bootsy Collins follows me on Instagram? So Ooh. that's cool. Wow. <laughs> Mostly because I kept, I, he probably did it out of mercy. He's like, but, please leave me alone. Because I kept tagging him in photos. Yeah. When I went to the like Funk Hall of Fame in downtown Dayton. Nice. And then they have like the Funk like Walk of Fame. It's all these big murals. Uh, all these funk bands from Dayton and, and that area of, of Ohio. Right. Uh, Fazo, Zap and Roger, uh, Ohio oh, right. players, all those guys are from that area. And Bootsy's from Cincinnati, but right. cut his teeth in Dayton. Um, and so I, I would put him on Instagram and kept tagging Bootsy. And then he finally, like, I woke up one afternoon, I had one notification on my phone that says, Bootsy Collins has requested to follow you. And I was just like, Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then I started looking into it, and he doesn't have like a social media manager. He does his own shit. Nice. And that that really, I was like, well, I, I can die happy. Speaking that means of, I can play bass too. Speaking of, do you remember, do you remember a couple of years back, uh, Chris Lay hits up Ike Willis of Frank Zappa's band uh-huh. to learn how to play? Uh, shoot, there was a, a 
a song he wanted to learn, and he hit up Ike Willis like on Facebook, and Ike Willis was like, "Here's my number, call me." Yep, I do nice. remember that. I Dude, remember Chris called him, and they he's like just shooting the shit with him, like no big deal. I was Very like, cool. "Are you serious?" It was right actually now? a Thursday afternoon, and I was headed over to Chris and Holly's house for uh, Swiller's practice just to hang out and drink beers. Right, and I show up, and Chris is on the phone. He's like pacing around his garage, and I was like. Oh, I'm he's sure like, he's oh, manic. Okay, okay. Sure. very manic. He's like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, hang on, let me get a, p- a piece of paper. And he's like writing stuff down. It's like ten minutes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Chris, who the fuck is? He gets off the phone and he's white as a sheet. Now, yeah. Chris is a little brown. Yeah, for bit, him to get as, get as white as me kind of freaked me out That's a little bit. I'm like, Chris, are you okay, awesome, man? He's like, yes. that was Ike Willis, and I'm like, I don't fucking know who that is. I knew and exactly who like, it was. He texted me. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. Well, then I told my dad, who's a huge Zappa fan. And he's like, what? You have a friend who knows Ike Willis. What? Blah, 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 blah. You think I can meet him? I'm like, okay, relax, Dad. Calm <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, simmer down, kid. A yeah. phone call. Yeah, it was a phone call, which, which is still really cool. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, same thing, you know, with the um, whole podcast era now. Scroobius Pip. Scroobius Pip. Do you like? Do you know? Yeah. You listen I don't do it. No. I've listened to some Scroobius Pip. I, I knew the name when you told me uh, when you were like talking about get, trying to get him to come to the juke. I've been a Scroobius Pit fan for a long time. We did some covers, some of those songs that have too many lyrics we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Scroobius Pip, amazing freaking like, lyricist. Like uh, English? Yes. Yeah, oh, English yeah. yes. Uh, yes. Uh, rapper, I guess? Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we do some of his songs and, and then it fell away and I sent him a text because I bought like some of his merch, like a hat and stuff during the shutdown. And he's like, all I do now is a a, a podcast, and I sent him a, a, an email. I was like, if you ever want to come to to America and Arizona, this 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 this, and I got a phone call from out of the country like seven minutes later, and it was fucking screwy as pick. Oh shit, nice. And he said, oh, so what you gotta do is you gotta talk to my friend here, and he put me in touch with his friend that was in the states doing a tour, and I was like, on the phone, I was like. <laughs> okay, thank you. You know, and then COVID happened, and the guy didn't come. But Scroobius, it, it's going to happen. Is amazing. Okay, so will. Yeah. So now I'll reach out to Bootsy and see if I can get maybe Bootsy to play the juke joint. Bootzilla, like, baby. How, how fuck right, Bootzilla. Maybe we can get the rubber band back together. Yeah. Yeah. The juke joint. I mean, you, Jeremy, you're you're getting a lot of. I mean, you're getting a lot of things filled in your schedule with the ju- I mean you're really making it happen down there we, right? we're booked out until February of 2022 right now wow and I'm having a lot of hits but um I'm I'm trying to reserve myself I got panicked after the whole thing mm-hmm. and booked everybody yeah and so now I'm not going to book forward of two months after we hit that point yeah so that I can hit moving acts you know so so the uh but but you're you're really becoming or trying to become or one of the desires is like the music venue where people are going to be in town or coming in to have you're going to be like the place we want to be like a little baby cbgb you know out here yeah any music anytime a baby cbgb i like that a baby cbgb (laughs) maybe that's the next theme shirt oh my god i thought it was cocktails yeah i thought it was cocktails and dreams it needs to be cocktails and dreams Me, myself, and Sunny Day here are going to put together a band. We're going to perform the Hippie Hippie Shake. That is the and Kokomo. Yeah. Oh, both God. from the, that soundtrack. Are you going to have John Stamos? Yeah, I just threw up in my mouth. Why would I have John Stamos <laughs> play drums when I have a Curtis? All that almost <laughs> like, big, all the almost big hair and cocktails and are in uh, what, what's a fucking the movie again? Whatever. Cocktails. Cocktail. Cocktail. That's it. Yeah. Cocktails. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought it was something Tom more Cruise. Yeah. 
Brian, all, the, all Brian the hair, Brown. the hair, and that Elizabeth uh, Shue. Yeah. Do you know how to make a but, red eye, mate? Can you make a red eye, mate? Is there a worse picture than Brian Brown? Than the picture of Brian Brown sitting on the couch with his one leg spread, and, and it's like the the worst like homoerotic picture ever. Like besides Iceman and Maverick like biting at each other in a, in a biting in at a each other is room. not nearly as homoerotic as the volleyball, volleyball game. scene. Yeah. Fair enough. I actually have three friends that don't know each other <laughs> that, that that they independently of each other saw that scene and knew they were gay at like eight years old. I shit you not. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead because serious. they didn't like Anthony Edwards. <laughs> oh my that god! Was, They're like, ooh, Doctor Green used to be ripped. Oh. That was the test. Like, Anthony Edwards was, kind of Anthony the Edwards was the only one with his shirt on. T- is he? Is that, that true? Oh, you're right. Guy is that not is gay. Yeah, that's right. That Forrest yeah. guy is the other, not gay. The Forrest guy is <laughs> not gay. <laughs> Let's talk about Top, Top Gun Two. Is it gonna be coming? Why, out? Is it gonna be coming <laughs> out? Oh my I god! I need to no. know this. It's it'll come November, out dude. this year. It'll happen when it's ready. It's about aircrafts. Yeah. Aircrafts, more than one. Yeah, aircrafts, aircrafts, airs. Oh God! <laughs> like grandpa's for you, guitars. Paul. For you. <laughs> I don't know. Poor Sunny Day. This is why he's gloomy. Oh, Mr. Look, Grumpy Gills. I was okay with it being delayed, and then you guys are wanting, all other friends are like, we got a Top Gun too. God damn it, it keeps getting delayed. Everybody was mad about it. Well, I mean, yeah. it's been delayed since 1988, so like, I think it's okay. It's kind of like, okay. like those of us that have been waiting for Goonies 2 forever. Now Richard Donner's dead, the, so like that's not going to happen. Or Lethal Weapon 5. The funny thing is, is they wait like 40 years until Val Kilmer, who obviously had health issues, and the last time I saw him was in like uh, Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot yeah uh where he doesn't talk he's swollen because of whatever cancer, cancer. He, had throat, he had throat cancer yeah. and then kelly mcgillis who's swollen just because apparently she, she ate poorly the or whatever it was but she i loves, was just like she's she, like she, ursula the sea witch now she does so of course she's not going to be his love she, interest in that i feel like no. I, she absolutely should play fucking uh, ursula the sea witch <laughs> in the live action little mermaid right she Dude, wouldn't even need to she do loves ham oh, salad you poor unfortunate souls poor and, unfortunate souls and i could totally uh, hear the smoker yes. voice like kathleen turner and you know what i mean oh god I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> oh, hello, Chandler. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, can you can you imagine the phone call? Like, somebody calling Kathleen Turner's agent, like 1996. All right, here's the thing. I know it's been nine years since you've done anything. Oh, really? What what did, what kind of role do you have for me? You're gonna be on Friends. Oh, I love that show. Okay. So, what do you think about playing Chandler's dad, who's a drag queen? <laughs> <laughs> mm, I need to make rent, so that's okay. And I just like, I can't have, like, like, do you guys have sandwiches? <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Sandwiches and who's, smokes. Who's catering? Who's catering this episode? Oh my god! Yeah. Do you have? <laughs> this has gone horribly I, down. I want to see. Does craft see, services come with sandwiches and <laughs> smokes? <laughs> I want to see Kathleen Turner fight. Who's the uh, Who's the chick that gives all the food to Africa? Oh, uh, uh. uh from Barbara, all in the family, yeah, from exactly. Yeah, from uh, all in the family. She doesn't give the. She takes Sally half, Struthers. Sally Struthers. Yeah. I want to see Sally Struthers fight Kathleen Turner while still Stevie living? Nicks that's... sings live in front of it. <laughs> because I think that's three people that really just genetically hit their peak at about twenty three. She's still living. Just, just decades. She's still living. She's still living. Are any one of the no, three Sally of those? Struthers, I think she's like, deed. I don't think Sally. I think Sally Struthers is still alive. 
She's still alive. Well, otherwise, it's not going to be a very good fight. <laughs> yeah. I still think Kathleen could take her because I think Kathleen plays more male roles than... Oh, God. Than, uh, she Alex used to Trevor's be so did. good looking. Dude, totally. Uh, and it's not like... I'm not saying that big girls aren't attractive because I love large women. Don't get me fucking wrong. Right. It's not that. It's something fucking else. It's like Kelly McGillis, oh. which I don't think even in her prime, like the... Uh, witness in no. that era. I don't even think she was attractive then. She hit a wall right after she, Top Gun. Meg Ryan should have been that fucking in that role. A hundred percent. Shouldn't have been Goose's wife. Fuck no. Goose couldn't pull tang we shouldn't like have that. Excused, There's no fucking way. Not with that mustache. We shouldn't have excused Meg Ryan after the piano scene with the take me to bed, lose take me, me to forever. Better. Lose me forever. Yeah, that's yeah. the hottest scene ever. And and then Kelly McGillis tries to be like sexy with the whole makeout scene. You're like, I'd rather see the I, I'll, I'll bet Maverick doesn't have a love interest in this in the second in in the reboot movie. I'll bet he does. I not. hope he does, or, and I hope it's. I or, I honestly hope it's Goose's son. What's what's Tom? What's <laughs> what's what's what's, uh, like what's Goose's what's Mer- petrified what, penis? What's his <laughs> what's his instructor's name? The guy that flew with his dad, uh, Tom. Tom Scarrett. Tom, Tom Scarrett. Scarrett. Oh, strawberry. So, uh, Tom Scarrett's probably his love interest. That would be great. Just. Just old man, yeah, just, just blasting it out well, Roman is it, style. Is it Jerry side? Is that what you guys were talking about Jerry uh, the side? other day? You know, you could, you guys. Oh, about Jerry side. Yeah, Jerry side. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Or Jerry, Jerry, files. Jerry files. Like, can you have a Jerry? Yeah. Paul asked me if can you be because I was talking about millennials. <laughs> yeah, and I, I said, <laughs> talking about pedophiles. So there's how about the other end? Is there well because like there's there's geriatric millennials, which is right. what I count as because it's like eighty one, eighty one right. to ninety six is like the that era. I was born in eighty one. But you have pediatric, which uh, pediatric just means the youngest part right. or the, the smallest part. The oldest part would be geriatric. But yeah, and then Paul goes, do you have, uh, is there, that mean there's like. Uh, there's pedophiles. Pedophiles. Is there gerophiles? Yeah. Maverick. Yeah. In the next. Like any woman <laughs> who sleeps with me is probably a gerophile. Like I, I feel Ouch. like that. Yeah. I'm, o- I'm okay with that. All right. So we hit one more time to talk about what's going on and why these guys are here. And we're going to cut the cut the show. July sixteenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you people are gonna hear this on a Wednesday. It's the following Friday. Yeah, July like two 16th. days later after you hear this. Two yes. days after you hear this, cellar door, July sixteenth, sound hole. Kurt Lawson, Jeremy Foss, acoustic death metal. Yeah, uh, acoustic mid- death metal for sunny day. The men of a certain age. And, and, and the men of a certain age to tour. hear them and come check out the new place that Jeremy recently acquired. Sure. He's there. And Check out uh, the new beers, the new wines, yeah. some of the you new some, decor. Talk about just briefly. You got some new. I saw your post recently. You got some new uh, new wines. I think or new beer. It was a whole new thing. I just saw all the things. Yeah. All the things. Yeah, <clears throat> we got three new top shelf wines. Mm. We brought into uh, Cali Creamen. We brought a lot of rogue beers that we have some leverage with in Havasu with the other bar mm-hmm. that other people can't get in the United States. Uh, I think there's nice. seven new beers and two new meads. And three new top shelf wines. There's also, if you're very, very into wine, there's a very limited edition of a J. Lore Pinot Noir that is, um, it's a hundred dollars a bottle. We have a two bottle allotment. So, okay, nice. Wow. So, if we get there early enough, Joe, we could probably have a bottle of everything he just talked about. Yeah, because we're promoting, right? Jeez. Exactly. So we're yeah. sponsored by the cellar door. <laughs> <laughs> And they're hundred dollar bottles of wine. Yes. Oh God. Now we That's... should go there and have at least some of them. No, we're definitely going to. I'm yeah. planning. I'll be there early with bells on. And, absolutely. Yeah. And remember, Jeremy's playing for free, but Curtis is playing for tips. 
Got it. <laughs> that's kidding. pretty solid. Like, yes. That's, yes. I like that. Yeah, tip like, your tip your bartenders, tip your band members. Tip your drummer at least. Tip at your, least just, trip just tip the goddamn drummer. drummer. You, Buy him you a guys drink. Should, you guys should have separate tip jars. I think you should have. <laughs> oh, that, would, that would end badly for me. There's one of us that's vastly more talented, and it's not me. Uh, they'd be like, oh, this is that poor kid who needs like special ed. Got it. You could but do one of those. Uh, you, you could really benefit from that. That spin, you know, right? Oh, I'm, feel sorry right. for me, please. I'll, I'll put on my helmet. Well, <laughs> like I have, I have four daughters, and then just put it out there, watch the money roll in. Four daughters yeah. and two sons. Yeah, I'm not gonna say dot org, but I'll say, please help him. Please help <laughs> any way you can. Dot, oh my god, <laughs> this guy. I actually, there was a band that played Blackbridge that was just coming through three or four years ago, and I cannot for the life of me remember who it was, but they had a really amazing concept. They had a tip jar. They had two tip jars. That they put out. They brought their own, which I appreciate that. Yeah. And one said, if we're good. And then the other one says, to make us stop. And they had $300 and <laughs> make us stop. And people would walk up and throw a 20 in there. They would stop the song. They're like, all right, we're not going to cover that one. Not the rest of the night. And then they would start another one that's like just doing really terrible offense. Like one of the songs was Creed. And I bet they got 60, 60 bucks. Like, we would do that, stop. but we'd never play. Yeah, they so, were just like, just oh, fucking geez. stop. That so, is an interesting as a concept. Side note if, to if you're those, going for the money, it's a good concept. As a side note to those uh, local venues that don't pay people only for tips, if you even give them like a percent of the till, like 10% of the till, or $100 flat, it will definitely entice them to do better. Yeah, of course. And promote themselves better. Yeah, so yes. 100%. That's what we're doing now, so. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. And then uh, August 13th. Right is uh, Bulletville uh, in Havasu. Yes. Friday the thirteenth. Jeremy's Juke Joint. It's August. August. You, what okay. what is that little development? You don't have to address, but what? Or you, well, you can say that too. But it's right near. What is that little area? It's right in the plaza with In and Out Burger and Razzati's. It's ninety one London Bridge Road, Unit one hundred three. Got it. Right, and that's it. Be there. Not be hard to find. We're gonna be there, all. Joe. Right, we're gonna. We we're, are gonna be there. Yeah, we should do a remote uh, show there. Yeah. Oh, we Lord. might even close the cellar door and say. Come to the juke joint because Ooh. all my staff wants to go to. So that's a power move. It's that is like a that. power yeah. move. Yeah. I like that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Yeah, it was a blast. It. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I made it in. Ah, me too, Bye. man. Yeah, and I'm glad we have a new nickname for Paul. <laughs> oh, my God. Sunny day. Shirts are coming. <laughs> Actually, now that I remember, I, there was a Doctor Day on the last season of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was God. this perky little broad, and nobody liked her because she was super perky. And they finally asked her, like, what is your first name? She's like, Sonny. Is that short for something? No, I just have a bright disposition. And my mom recognized that early on, so my name is Sunny Day. That's not me. I, I, yes, I know that's <laughs> right. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> Hashtag okay. SDP. Ah, yeah, SDP. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. That was yes. it. Paul, thank you. Right, yes. Thanks, Joe. Good night. Thank you.